My name's Rad, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Decepticons, transform and rise up! Calling Autobots! Calling Autobots! This is a battle protocol! Robots with emotions. Robots who can die. The rest is silent. Hey folks, and welcome back to Transformer Tuesdays, the fan hole spinoff show where we talk Transformers all the time and every time. I'm Mike, I'm going to be your host tonight, and joining me are two of my fellow fan holes hosts. Uh, why don't you guys say hi? Hi, this is Derek, Derek WC. Hey, this is Tony, uh, Tony Chainclaw, and I may not know a lot about art, but I know what I like. We do know what we like. And tonight we will be talking a about 2003 Transformers art book titled Genesis, the Art of Transformers. All right, damn it. It's Genesis. The name of the place we're going is Genesis. Genesis? Yes, Genesis. How can you be deaf with ears like that? This came out uh, around the, like, you know, during the Dreamwave era. Um, it was published by Image Comics uh, through, well, it was published by a, a, a studio called 88 Miles Per Hour Studios through Image Comics, released, like I said, released in 2003. And it's like a 120-something page, like, you know, a book of, like, basically, like, art commissions by, like, various official Transformers artists. And uh, at the time, it was, you know... A lot of people like were like, you know, a lot of I remember a lot of people wanted this book and like, you know, they uh, I think they oversold it or something. So a lot of people didn't end up getting their copy, even though they like pre-ordered it through like 88 miles per hour studios. And like, you know, the wiki has a whole like few paragraphs about the whole like, you know, snafu or whatever, like people didn't. Uh, you know, people didn't get paid. Hasbro was like sued and then they, they, they countersued or they sued like 88 miles per hour studios. And that it was a big, like legal snafu, I guess. But, but I mean, it's not like it didn't get released. It did get released. And, um, I forgot, like, I know, I, like, I think I was like on the lookout for a pre-order for it, but then, like, I think the week it came out, I just saw it in my comic store, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I might as well yeah. just buy it now." And I did, and a good thing I did because I probably would have never gotten that pre-order if I had ordered it online. So, I mean, this, I, I, same with you, Derek. Yeah, this must have been one of those weeks where I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have a large stack that was like over two hundred dollars because i'm sure like this would have been on the bottom of the pile because it's 29.95 like in in 2003 so i assume i was like to you know i assume that was like a light week for comics because I, I i went ahead and continued to get this or whatever i wasn't all skittish and had to put it back or something like that i think i just bought this like right when it came out and i've i mean this uh this survived the Great Purge. I mean, it's been on my bookshelf for a long time. Like, I never really got rid of it or anything like that. And uh, I guess this is technically the 20th anniversary of this 
coffee table book as it's self-described, you know, and I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm just fascinated. I'm, I'm holding a analog book as we discuss things. Cause we don't, <laughs> I don't normally do that too much. So Tony, did you ever get this? Uh, I did not. I don't think I was really very aware of it until you had brought this up last week that we were doing this. I had gotten a, uh, I gotten a file from Derek and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into this fresh. You have fresh perspective because this was kind of during the era when, what's the best way to put it? Um, basically, it all started with this big, like, splash page that uh, they did in uh, our good friend, uh, Pat Lee, where it was Optimus, Tri- Optimus Prime fighting Megatron over Cybertron. It was really good art. It was really, really good. And from that came the whole, like, you know, Man, what if like these guys drew Transformers? That'd be so cool. And eventually they did. So I, I consider this just you know more the 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 fruits of that early hype for like the the Transformers in comic form. Yeah, this is, like I'm surprised honestly. Like Dreamwave themselves didn't like take charge of this, but like it's you know like I said, it's handled through a third studio through Image Comics instead. But it certainly has like Dreamwave stamp on it. I mean, I say that's it's interesting. I mean, I don't know all the behind the scenes of it, but I mean, as we'll flip through this, there's there's certainly pieces by Dreamwave studio artists, but then there, I mean, a, a lot of these guys went on to be professionally published, but some of this is like pe- folks' earliest, uh, I'd say, you know, fan work or amateur work or even... You know, you said this is, you know, produced by essentially a third party. And, and some of this stuff does spring from all those, you know, it, people that got their start as like bot con comic exclusive artists and thing. You know what I mean? Like stuff that wasn't it, it's it's published. It's quote unquote professional, but it's, you know, things that had very, very limited runs. It wasn't mass released like the the Dreamwave books too. So, so there is that kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm just offering that up as a, you know, possible reason of why it was handled independently. Cause it wasn't exclusively Dreamwave, right? There, there, there were a lot of kind of guys that were just getting their start and, and, and some of it could have been considered, you know, really nice fan art. But I mean, a lot of it was, you know, stuff like I, I'm sure as Tony experiences some of this for the first time he might even come across you know images he recognizes you know stuff we would use as you know wallpaper on our desktop computers back in the day and things like that it's funny it's like i'm reading like all the like you know controversy on the wiki and stuff and it says like uh you know, basically, it's it's the same thing that happened with Dreamwave happened with like 88 miles per hour studios. It's like they failed to like fulfill their contract with like Hasbro. And then, yeah, like a lot of people went unpaid. Uh, and then, yeah, like basically like this was supposed to be like volume one and there was going to be a volume two uh. filled with like. I guess like character models and stuff like the stuff they'd eventually put in that like arc book, like sort of like original, like animation models, probably like the floro dairy stuff and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But I guess that that never materialized, obviously. So, Uh, 
But anyway, like looking beyond like the messy legal situation, uh, we're just going to like, you know, kind of go page by page. Like we probably won't spend a whole lot of time on some pieces, but, you know, we'll go page by page and like pick out stuff, you know, we like and whatever. One art, please. The cover and the back cover are both like an original piece of art by, uh, who is it? Junichi uh, Nakamura. Yeah, Yeah. those are really nice. Like, Like the the front cover is like the Autobots and the back cover is the Decepticons and see this is very nice. This is this is uh, the era of respect because I mean I know Bobby Skullface especially likes to talk about whatever he considers the big six and this is definitely in an era where Bumblebee was not part of that equation right and so the I guess what I'm getting at is even though Optimus Prime is still front and center on this cover, you know, and and I'd say Grimlock qualifies as one of the big six, right? Outside of that, it's like you've got Optimus flanked by Ultra Magnus and and Hot Rod, and then then in the background is Omega Supreme. So that's, you know, I mean, obviously that's that's more akin to my, you know, my tastes, right? Like, I, I think it's cool that Magnus and hot rod or right up there, you know, kind of like, you know, being sort of a secondary third in charge guys or whatever with some of the heavy hitters like Omega and Grimlock in the background. But then if you, if you look at the, the, the counterpoint to that, the Decepticon side, which makes up the back cover, I'd say that's much more traditional, right? Because you've got, you know, on the Autobot side, it's like the Ark is flying up, and and then on the Decepticon side, you've got the Nemesis flying up. But there, it's it's just Megatron is dead center, and then you've got him flanked by Shockwave and Soundwave, and then in the back, Starscream and Devastata are the the background heavy hitters or whatever. And I I, I would say of the big six, right? Like. You know, Megatron, Starscream, and Soundwave are definitely part of that equation, right? Along with Optimus and and Grimlock. So I, I you know, th- this is my take, but it's you know, traditional collection of obvious heavy hitter first season television character Decepticons. Whereas you know, the the front cover for the Autobots is not, you know, it's not, you know, I don't know, Prowl and Jazz and. Ironhide or any of those guys, you know, it's 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 kind of like a different makeup as far as the Autobots go. Well, it was it was kind of ambiguous back in those days because, like, you know, if you if you watch the cartoon, they really put they kind of alternate between putting Jazz and Ironhide and like you know the role of second in command, whereas like in the comics, like you know, it's pretty established that Prowl is second in command. And, you know, on his tech spec. So I, I think that that probably had something to play into it, too, is like in in, in the cartoons, like Soundwave was always considered like the right hand man because he's loyal to Megatron and stuff like that. And I, I think really it wasn't until we got to like Rodimus and, and Ultra Magnus that we actually had kind of, you know, subordinate leaders or eventually yeah, or, like or additional command structure like that kind of thing it's it's interesting though because if you if you go by that logic right if it's a one for one i'd say devastata and omega supreme are pretty good one for ones or even if it was devastata and like a dinobot that might even be you know acceptable for a one for one and megatron and prime obviously are one for one but i don't think you traditionally think of 
you know, Magnus and Hot Rod fighting with Soundwave and Shockwave, right? Like in that case, you might have had Prowl and Blaster flanking Prime or something. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's interesting. Yeah. I could see, like, I, I, I'm, f- you know, fully ready to admit, like, my predilection, like, I like, you know, Rod, you know, Hot Rod Rodimus is my boy. I like season three guys. Like, I like that Ultra Magnus and Hot Rod are there and they get some representation, especially on the front of the cover. Um, but I could see people kind of going, well, that doesn't line up, you know, with, with shockwave, maybe it should have been Jetfire, maybe it should have been, you know, prowl, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe there should have been other, you know, characters that are, you know, more equivalent in some kind of Decepticon Autobot hierarchy face off, you know, a one for one apples for apples type thing. But aside from that, I mean, I, I, you know, again, the art's really, really great. You know, what I was going to ask Mike, and this I'm not 100% sure on because I don't think there, there's not much of a listing for uh, Junichi Nakamura on the TF Wiki, but I, I kind of feel like he must have done like like manga or something for Transformers in Japan. Could but, be, yeah. Like I, like I said, it couldn't, like you said, he's not listed on the Wiki, so he must. Yeah. Maybe he's just a I mean, his name, fan. His, or... his name sounds familiar to me, but I I couldn't find any decent, you know, write ups of of not not only just the Transformers work, but but any other work he might have done, you know. So I you know, unfortunately, I don't I don't know too much about his his uh you know I guess what his body of work, right? But I, I from I don't know. The name is familiar to me, so I was like, I'm sure he's done more than just this. I just like how Hot Rod's getting ready to sabotage Optimus by shooting him in the back of the knee on that cover. <laughs> oh, is that is that how you're reading that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you go by that 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 idea, like you know, Omega's about to totally crush Grimlock. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh huh. I mean, Starscream's gonna try to punch uh, Megatron upside the back of the head as he rockets off there too. Then I suppose. As we, you know, open the book and there's a big Autobot symbol, and then the first uh, piece that's is that's, that's the best piece of art in the book. The, the Autobot yeah, symbol, right? uh-huh. <laughs> so nice and level, yeah. But the first piece is also by uh, Junichi Nakamura, and it's like Megatron decapitating some poor schmuck. I always thought yeah. it looked like it was Huffer's head. Mm. Like he's riffing mm. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> I was having a great day until this. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you uh, you identified a uh, potential candidate because I was kind of at a loss, you know, of who who that was. I just thought it was some hapless no name schmuck. But it, it, it is kind of funny to think of it being Huffer. I, I was thinking it might be Orion Pax. That could mm. be. He's got the blue, you know, kind of like, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of might I think, be like, I'm, I think it's safe version of the story, you know. Yeah, right, I right. think it's just safer to assume it's just some yeah no name schmuck. But like oh, I yeah. said, I always thought it looked like Huffer's head. So it's it's really dynamic, and and um, I don't know if he does his own colors, but the the, the colors are really good. Yeah, like that. I wish they like. The, the the credits are not great on this. Like, you know, what they have, like, the main artist at the bottom, but they don't tell you, you know, yeah, who colored it or... Well, they they do on certain ones, so that's why it's questionable. You could act yeah. like, did, did, did Junichi Nakamura did the entire image? and But then, of course, you get to, like, Pat Lee, and they act like he did the entire image, and you know that shit is, like... Ain't true. A flat-out yeah. fucking lie, right? So... So it, it's interesting how some people manage to get, um, 
you know, color by credits, like especially some of the later stuff by Guido Giddy and EJ Sue, like there, there are additional, you know, color credits, but it, like, like you guys are saying for these first couple listings, there, there is no color credit. So you're either led to make the assumption that, that they did the entire piece. Like maybe there's some kind of paint involved or colored pencils or something. But, um, but again, we don't, we don't know for sure. Cause like you said, the, the credits are kind of spotty. And then the next page is like a, like counterpart to that first image. It's another Junichi Nakamura of Optimus prime, a dramatic uplift shot and yeah, there's like various autobots to, yeah like yeah, yeah. flying overhead kind of a call to arms thing they're all this is all uh you, you you would say this is like the uh the season one where they could all fly because all these autobots are yeah rocketing off in the background there's like Optimus i can Prime i can kind of hot rods like right yeah. at the top hot, there hot rod and probably jazz like alongside him like are pretty identifiable and then after that, you'd be kind of hard pressed to may, maybe Mirage because uh, like the uh, the shoulder cannon on the far far right, like I don't know, but some some of them are so small, like you're like ah that could be Sunstreaker, it could be somebody else, it could be Hound, it could be you know I don't know I one of them the almost far, looks on like the a far split. left I think it's Starscream yeah 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 one of them it kind of looks, looks like, like that yeah, yeah. The, on the like left under his gun yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But I like Nakamura's art, though. Like, I think it's very clean. It's like it's exaggerated, but it's not like, you know, because like he's a like shitty artist like Pat Lee. Mm. It's like, you know, he no, uses no, no, no. the it's, foreshortening yeah, like right yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the skill is there uh, along with the style. Yeah. So then we move on and we've got another pair of like uh, complimentary images by E.J. Sue. Which is uh, kind of this is actually like way before IDW even like you know yeah. hired EJ Sue. So these are he, like you know he had prints of uh, I don't think he had the Doctor Archival one, but I think this one of Prime and 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 Spike as the mechanic on Prime or whatever like that I think maybe is one of his more popular images because i remember when i i went and saw him at tfcon like he still had like either it was part of his banner or he had prints of this or both like it, it was something that was sort of prominently featured you know so i, I would like to point out for uh and, and yes this is to be petty and to be maybe kind of an asshole but uh if you look at megatron he's got like teeth and dental work and stuff and like, you know, it's obviously has a mouth, but on Prime, he just has a little speaker. He doesn't have a mouth. <laughs> and this is yep. this is clearly not the Earl Norum multiverse where Prime can chuckle it's a and big laugh. smiley face, yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> no Bay movie stuff here. He just has a little tiny speaker underneath, yeah. But uh and, you know, I'd always like that, like, you know, EJ Sue, like I one thing I'll always give him credit for is virtually none of those Dreamwave artists like could draw good humans. But EJ mm. Sue could like I, yeah. I feel like EJ Sue could draw like perfect like humans. Like Dr. Archival looks pretty menacing. And again, like you say, the foreshortening, like all that stuff is very good. And in his image kind of reaching out like with a kind of cybernetic hand and everything, he's kind of got the appropriate evil 
almost, you know, Joker kind of grin on his face and everything. And then, you know, Spike looks uh, a bit more anime influenced. You know, you, you feel like Spike, this yeah. version of Spike could be on like, a, you know, a, a gun. Like if um, what's his face from the, the little kid from War in the Pocket, like grew up or something. You could yeah. see him like growing up to be this teenage version of Spike or something like that. Like he's he's a little more anime influenced, I would say. It reminds me a lot of that Blue Destiny cover. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. It does. It is very Gundam-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah very much. But, and uh, next up, we got a, a... The next two images are both by Mark Brooks, who is, uh, you know, a fairly well-known comic book artist. <laughs> I, I think, like, the Devastator one, like, the, it's dev, like uplit shot of Devastator with Megatron, like, at the very bottom. It's almost reminiscent of that, like, you know, the that scene from that first oh. Dreamwave, like, uh, thing where everyone was fucking confused because they're like, what is Devastator looking at? Like, why is he, like, you know, like, what are their expressions exactly? Like, they're like, duh, like. <laughs> I just feel like these are, like, two like either a, a city bot and, and a, a, a gestalt combiner that both got caught like wanking it or something. And now all <laughs> of a sudden they're like, like, Oh, I got caught. It does look like you devastators know, like, like pointing at his crotch or something. Like, <laughs> Check Devastator, it off. knock that shit off. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> Megatron's like, Devastator, no. <laughs> Do I have to put the parental controls back on? Like, mm. Well, like poor, poor uh, Metroplex looks like he just realized that he's crushing like about a dozen people. Yeah, I know. Like those people are all like, holy fuck. Ah! <laughs> he's like, my bad. <laughs> this, this, though, I guess we should point out, this is one of the first images where everyone is is uh, clearly credited by, you know, it's like, oh, Mark Brooks did the pencils. It was inked by Clayton Brown. And then it says it was colored by Renee and Michael Coiter. And then on the other, the Metroplex, it was still Mark Brooks inked by Clayton Brown. But then that one was colored by Edgar Delgado. So, there, I mean, there there are varying credits as you as you go through. And some of these, the, the coloring is credited specifically and some of it is not, you know, so. Yeah, and to, and to your point, Mike, like <clears throat> the humans in the Metroplex one, I mean, they're expressive. They look scared as hell, but they 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 are a little, they are even more anime looking than than, yeah. than Spider. Yeah, like Mark, I've never really liked Mark Brooks's like like it's okay, like it's serviceable. Like I think we talked about him once. Uh, he did that like Ultimate Spider-Man annual. Like I mm. I brought to one like comics mofo, and like I think we were all talking about his humans are a little weird. Like you know, like there is like some kind of weird like anime influence to them. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't think I like it. <laughs> no, sir, I don't, like I don't think I care for it. I mean, if, if I was going to be like nitpicky as shit, like the the fingers on the like the little kid and the, the, the guy, the, the I don't know, the hipster dude, bro, like that's looking up and running away with his hand spread or whatever, like with the, two like the squared earrings in his, his ear or whatever. Like, I, I don't know, like they, they I don't know, they don't look like 
fingers. Human, like, yeah, Ninja yeah. Turtle. Like that kid's fingers look like Ninja Turtles, like hands yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, anyway, I, I you know that's that's the, you know it, it kind of reminds me of when you guys kind of were kind of looking at some of the artwork in Enter John and kind of went, and I was just trying to play like devil's advocate and say, look, I bet you Alex Milne or whoever was working on the book at the time got some some you know editorial like hey we want to make these look like you know the armada or the energon cartoon which is anime so like try to make your guys look like a little bit anime influenced whereas like i don't think there's any excuse like this didn't have to look like kind of like you know poor man's anime but it does you know like i guess is is mm. yeah, you know oh then uh, the next couple images are both by Guido Giddy and like, uh, you know, we've got Scorponok and Overlord. So you've got, you know, kind of Japanese like, well, Scorponok's not really. But I mean, you could argue like, you know, Japanese. Well, yeah, I guess you could say like kinda. Headmasters and Master Force, I suppose, even though interestingly, like the credits, right? Like for Scorponok, it just says Generation One Scorponok, right? Whereas with Overlord, it says Master Force overlord it doesn't say like headmaster scorpionox but I, I you could see that as being the theme they're yeah. both you know destron commanders or whatever and this is before like you know obviously idw so like overlord was not as well known like oh, in no, 2003 no. so I, I do like on overlord like i mean I, I mean it is master force like derek said but i i do like the little details like you can you can see like giga and then um mm -hmm. Mega. You know, like the chess masters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are cool. And then uh, Scorponok, I mean, he's okay. Like, I think I, I've seen, like, better images of Scorponok. But, I mean, even average, mediocre Guido Giddy work is pretty good. So, I mean, like. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'd say it's mediocre. But, like, it's 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 fine. Like, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's not, maybe it's not, Scorponok is not the most dynamic of images. It's more of a kind of like a. I feel like some of these maybe were like if if you look at what what a lot of these guys were doing at the time, they were doing work for those Dreamwave more than meets the eye, you know, kind of guidebooks and everything. And so, you know, some of those poses maybe by design were a bit more, you know, static to show you the you know, the full image of, you know, the the robot or whatever, whereas I'd I'd argue to you, you know, overlord is a little more dynamic right his his hand is being thrust towards you he's kind of you know in in a dynamic pose and then the background has like the you know the big bad you know destron whatever leader thing the violent uh, tiger i think yeah yeah right like and and he's kind of lit up in the background so that uh, you know i'd say of the two right like overlord has a lot more going for it than than scorpionok mm-hmm and then uh, the next, I, th I guess it seems like they're kind of going like two per artists for a little while here. But because yeah. the next two are by Don Figueroa. And, you know, the first one is Triptychon versus Metroplex. And the second one is the Dinobots versus Devastator. And I and remember Dreamwaves made point actual posters of these. Like, I know. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and at this point, you sort of have to, for your analog book, you have to turn it on its <laughs> side because these are published vertically in the book right like so 
the the uh, Devastator and the Dinobot one is really nice, but like I, I will give Figueroa like all the props in the world for like really giving you a sense of scale with like Metroplex and Trypticon. It's like they just look huge. It's just it's really impressive. Yeah, I like that. Like, well, it like the credits say like Dreamwave by Don Figueroa, which makes me think maybe all that like you know the background and foreground are mm. not him, but. You know, maybe like who like I'd like to think, you know, he draws his own shit. But like, who knows, like if, you know, they were they had like their own, you know, like Dreamwave had their own studio for like stuff like that. But I mean, it's composited really well. Like maybe he did very well draw like all of that. But I'm positive he drew Trypticon and Met, uh, Metroplex. But yeah, I mean, some of some of it's done well. I mean, I think there's some. I'm I'm gonna maybe be the dissenting voice. Like there's some of it where some of the foreshortening is kind of you know how we always say like they they maybe are replicating the mistakes of their mentors and it's like he's clearly better than Pat Lee, but like I still feel like there's some of that going on. Like it's like I get that the you know, Metroplex's gun arm and his leg are going to be bigger because they're, you know, they're in the foreground. But then it's like, well, how come the the cannon in his right arm isn't as small as his head then? Do you know what I like? You know what I mean? Like there's there's some stuff in there where I don't think it was like fully thought through. And I, I feel like that's really evident on the Dinobots versus Devastator thing, because I think Devastator looks, t- in a weird way, Devastator doesn't look as massive as he should compared to Grimlock. Like, I, I mean, I almost think yeah. Grimlock looks too big, you know, like, so. Like, it's but, supposed to be, like, an uplit shot of, like, Devastator, yeah. and but you, like, I don't know, he's kind of, like, way too far back in the background to make yeah. it look like he's bigger. Yeah, so. I mean, even even if that's the intent, like I I think some of that misses. Like, well, Devastator doesn't look like Devastator looks like he's on the defense almost, and you're kind of like, well, should it really look like that then? Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that was the intent, but I I think that's an odd choice then for for uh, for Devastator. You know, like yeah, you, Devastator you, shouldn't look like, oh my god, I got caught with my again. He I should be looming over now. them. Yeah, yeah. Once it's once it's another image of Devastator being caught, like looking at porn or something. Yes. <laughs> and then um, the next two pages are also, I think, like you got to turn the book vertically, like yeah. they're uh, by mainframe, like you know the animation studio, and it's the the cat, the every maximal like CG model, and then every Predacon CG model in the show. And uh, I think these were made available as like prints at some bot con. Like, mm. I think you can like maybe well, maybe not anymore, but you could track them down. That, that that would almost be something I'd be interested in owning. But like, is it me? Like, I feel like the the Predacon one is a bit more crisp and clean than the Maximal one. Like the Maximal one seems a little almost muddy, fuzzy, muddy. Yeah. Like even the arc, like fly, is almost like they got a snapshot from the show, even though this was never yeah. on the show. You know what I mean? Whereas I think the 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 one on uh, the the Predacons, it's it's a little more clean. I think. 
Yeah. I, I think I think it's interesting who they chose for the foreground characters too. It's like they have transmittal two ra- uh, transmittal, excuse me, not two, but transmittal rat trap, and then you have uh, waspinator. It's like they they, they kind of knew who the breakout characters were, I guess, as far as. I don't know, like, I mean, I know everybody likes Dinobot, but I, I, I think those two guys might have gotten, like, maybe the most, like, sleeper screen time, you know? Yeah, they're, they're like, you know, what they call, like, an ensemble Dark Horse characters where people latch on to them, yeah. I think Is they're it? just, in, they're probably just in the foreground because they're the shortest, basically, because they... Well, sure, yeah, yeah, good point. But, I mean, is that weird, like, 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 I mean, I guess depending on like when this came out and where the series was left per se. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to read too much into it, but it's like, I don't know. It's interesting that you bring that up. Cause like it's transmittal rat trap is front and center, but then it's funny to me that like standard rat trap is like off to the side or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know who was thinking what, but, yeah, I guess they just, you know, tried to organize all the character models by height and fit them somewhere exactly and still still have like, you know, room for them to be like, you know, exude some personality. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of funny that the Vokker also on the Predacon side. I'm like, like the the, the Vokker are pretty chaotic neutral, I would say. Yeah, know? I guess because they're like antagonists, probably. So, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And then um, after that, we've got, uh, let's see, um, two from Dan Canna. Uh, first, we've got Soundwave and all his cassettes, and then a piece of a Prowl in the middle of a battle. And uh, that I know that Soundwave one is also a poster that you can get, like, somewhere. I don't know, like... <laughs> I want to say that, like, you can buy it, like, like Hasbro probably owns the image and they made posters mm-hmm. of it. But I don't know, like, if, like, maybe Dan Canna sells them at cons or whatever. Yeah, but yeah like, he might have it as a print or something like that. I mean, I feel like this is, like, the go-to image <laughs> that, like, a lot of artists try to do. Because I know I remember Bobby Skullface made his own version of something like this where he did all the tapes and then he made, like, Sherpa blankets out of them and stuff like that. So I, I think this must be like, I don't know, some some kind of challenge to like hardcore. You know, there's like I'm gonna do Soundwave and all the tapes. Do you know what I mean? Like not yeah. just you and know Rumble this and Frenzy is, I, and Laserbeak. And, I count. I counted. This is one of three images in this book that ha- try to do Soundwave and all his tapes. So yeah, it's, I, I, it's, it's like some kind of like rite of passage or something, right? Like you haven't lived until you, you try to draw Soundwave and all of his tapes, you know, make sure you got what, uh, well, God, I can't even remember these dipshits names. Squawk like, Talk and Beast yeah. Box. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Overkill and Slugfest. <laughs> Overkill, yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got me a mic. We're, we're going to know all these dipshits. Yeah, names. right, right, right. I was like, uh-huh. I was like, I, I remember those guys, but like, I didn't remember the names off the top of my head. But like, I know like Pat Lee has one later in the book and like, this is far superior to his. So like, you know, Dan, Dan well, he, Hanna's is good at he, like, yeah, you know, he always, he always had really nice composition in all of his pieces. And I think, I mean, we'll, we'll come across more of his pieces later, but like, that that's someone I think of as like you know going to 
you know, bot talk and big bot in the early days and getting like wallpapers and screenshots and things like that and going like, Ooh, I'm going to save this because it's going to make a nice desktop wallpaper or whatever. Like that's, that's kind of how I remember really being introduced to Dan Kana's art, like just kind of seeing it as fan art and then seeing it was something I could, you know, save as a desktop wallpaper and then it becoming like, kind of like this, you know, fun thing to, to rotate through as either a screensaver or just have as your background on your computer or whatever. I, I will say that while the prowl looks nice as far as like, it's really clean and, he is my boy Prowl. I mean, you know, I love the head the head design, the way he interpreted it, but he looks a little stumpy. Yeah, I, I could see that. His head's a little too big, maybe. But yeah, well, he, he looks like he got like gorilla arms too. You got Derek. You got me a really nice like Dan Kana like yeah, Prowl yeah. like that. I still have like framed and stuff, and like it's not this one, but like you know. He, it's you know, it's he, he, similar it's similar in style to some of the ones we'll see later. I think of like Galvatron and Rodimus in this book, where he kind of has like that digital kind of grid background and everything. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's not bad by any strength. I, I do give him credit for doing very very toy accurate missile launchers. Yeah, I I wouldn't say no to a poster of this either. So, and then um. The next two pages are by someone na- uh, named Andrew Froage, who I've never heard of. I sides- looked him up. He was on the TF Wiki. I'm pretty sure, if if I recall from when I looked him up, like I think he was doing a lot of the images from the More Than Meets the Eye. Um, oh, like profile books? Profile books and yeah. stuff. Uh, you got Sideswipe and Starscream. Um they're okay, but I don't. I don't feel. I don't really care for his style. I don't think. Like I, I don't. Starscream especially. Like I. I think like his 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 face and like his rifles on his arm look kind of wonky to me. Like or I, I just it, don't like his aesthetic. It's interesting because I think I I think this comes to a discussion that people end up having whether they buy the toys or they they read comics and look at the art or whatever. But it's like. This is someone putting their own stamp on a pre-existing design. And some people really get a kick out of that if they happen to enjoy the direction the person goes in. Like, there's plenty of people that like all the IDW stuff, right? Or at least (laughs) you can talk about maybe the controversy of that. You know, you can say like, oh, there was the, the early IDW redesigns, which a lot of people didn't care for. And then there was like the phase two stuff, which maybe arguably some people did really like. Right. But no matter what, the common factor was they were taking pre-existing, you know, G1, let's say Floro Deary, you know, designs, but then putting their own two cents into them, their own spin on it. And that's definitely what's going on here because the, the null rays don't look like they do on the cartoon. It's like he, he kind of put his own little stamp on them where they look almost like, you know, maybe there's some, some, you know, beast machines, beast wars influence to them or, you know what I mean? Just, just some, some, something to, to make it like, unique or something where he put his own stamp on it and if you're into it then then it probably works for you but if if you're not 
super into it, then you're like, oh, this just doesn't look quite right to me. And, and I can see that point of view as well. I, I think the side swipe too, as I, as I look at it, it's, it's just not lining up right. There's, there's some stuff that seems to be pushed back where it should be forward. And it, it, I don't know. It seems like he drew his, like, his hands aren't quite on his hips. Like his fists are like kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. I can't tell if his, his head is set back or if it's kind of forward. Cause like the one white piece is like right next to his head, like the the front piece, but then the the same white piece on the other side is like jutting out way past his head. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's supposed to be at an angle, but I, I don't know if it's like you know exactly like per, like you know pushed far enough, I guess. And apparently, yeah. he's on a checkerboard too. I guess <laughs> he's having yeah. a picnic. Yeah, at least Starscream has like a sky background, like. But so then the next two are uh, by uh, Makoto Ono, who is a relatively well-known uh, art the Transformers artist who draws a lot of Japanese like styled stuff. Would would he be? This is what I was wondering. Like, is it fair to say like he'd be like kind of a Studio Ox type guy, or at least is that something yeah, he's going like, for? Uh huh. Like marrying the toys with uh. Like, uh, sort of like I think he just well, mostly he not even like he just takes the toys and like infuses them with a little more like life than usual. Because mm. uh, that, that's that seems true of the Megatron, right? That seems very, you know, it looks very to have a toy aesthetic to it. It looks like the, the G1 Megatron you know, toy, but then I, I'd say the second image, the the whole Japanese version, Optimus Prime and Rodimus Prime, looks like he's going for a whole Studio Ox aesthetic, which is not so much about the toy as it is about just these kind of, probably, you know, whether they own up to it or admit it or not, probably what, uh, you know, Pat Lee and all the Dreamwave guys were, were, were shooting for to begin with. There, there, there's some people when they, when they draw these characters, and and don't get me wrong, I cannot draw nearly as great as these guys. I'm not, you know, center saying I can do better. But there are some artists who like 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 Figuora. Figuora, he he's very diligent about, you know, like this goes here, this goes here, this can turn into something. Whereas sometimes they're just like, it don't matter as long as there's wheels or like a windshield, it doesn't have to look like it could transform. Yeah. Uh-huh. They go for like dynamism instead of like technical like excellence i guess which i mean works in some cases but but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I don't hate yeah. this yeah like that it's just uh i guess it's like a lane shift a little bit maybe yeah it's just a style choice yeah then we got another a pair of uh <clears throat> images by uh Pravin bajaj i think yeah. that's how you pronounce yeah. that i think in, uh, i think that's accurate yeah and hot rod and shockwave and uh He's got a pretty unique style. Like I, I, I kind of dig it. Like, I, I mean, you know, Hot Rod's my boy, so I kind of like that image. Um, the, it, it seems like the theme is interesting too, because it's, it's both kind of like the, the, the gun hands or gun arms, kind of, you know, being placed in the, the foreground, you know, jutting out at you, you know, from the, the image itself, which is kind of cool. I think, you know. And maybe I'm biased, but I think the hot rod one works better than the the shockwave one because the gun is pointing kind of upwards and not quite in your face. I think maybe 
if if they were mirrored, you know, if if it was like they were both kind of, you know, just like the the knuckle is like pointing right in your face. If the the shockwave gun arm was like right in your face, that might look cooler. I, I do give him credit for uh, something that I always. It's just uh, again a personal predilection. I kind of like it when artists try to make Shockwave's gun arm look kind of transparent, like mm-hmm. the toy. Mm-hmm. It's always just like, like, oh, cool. You I guess, I guess, maybe, maybe that credit can be given to Joe Givens, right? It's colored by Joe Givens, yeah. the Shockwave image, and then the hot red one is colored by Justin Cohen. So, yeah. So maybe that's that's a choice more on the colorist side than anybody else. It's kind of it makes it look more like he's like channeling radiation through mm-hmm. that gun arm, like almost. So, yeah, I mean, those are really nice. Then we got another uh, pair of images by Don Figueroa, uh, Tripreticus and Magna Boss. And, you know, I've always was impressed that, like, you know, after seeing War Within, like, I was always impressed that Don Figueroa could draw, like, you know, decent, like, Beast Wars mm-hmm. era characters. But, uh, but I mean, like, Tripredicus is pretty butt-ugly to begin with, so, I mean, he certainly leans into that, like, like uh, super, like, organic, and, like, you know, he's got a friggin' long forked tongue, and there's, like, what is he, like, stepping on, like a, a cor- like a skeletal, like, it almost looks like with maggots like a, or something? Yeah, like... Well, yeah, it looks like he's stepping on something's ribcage, and then, and then either... I don't know if that's supposed to be flora or, or like you're saying, I don't know if that means there's a bunch of, you know, green maggots coming out of the poor ribcage of whatever that alien beast is, you know? Yeah, it, it's really ugly, but I, 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 I definitely wish the toy looked more like this than what we got. Yeah, it definitely, like, leans into, like, the horror aspect of it. Like, you know, three insects, like, fused into a, you know, gestalt. And it, it's it's cool. Like I, I like I said, I think it's just that Tripredicus is, like, ugly to begin with. So this is, I guess you know, I guess I've never thought of it that way before. But, like, it's, like, body horror in the sense that, like, in the same way where you you have that weird event horizon, like say in like full metal alchemist, you know, it's like the whole, like you're not supposed to merge two different, you know, organic things together or whatever, you know? And it's like this eerie yeah. thing when you realize like they're all merged into one because you, you, but, you, like you, you have a, it's weird to say, but you have a natural sense that it's unnatural. Right. Yeah. But the strange thing is, I mean, like Magna Boss is basically the same concept, but I think he looks like since he's made out of like mammals, basically, like he looks more like, you know, like a legendary warrior or something like a mythical like creature, like, a you know, like, yeah, I've always liked the look of Magna Boss and like, you know, Figueroa goes for to capture like the more organic side of him, I think, but Maybe maybe it's the the aspect of you know the the eagle the lion the the you know the elephant they're more majestic creatures whereas you know people naturally are probably find the the crustaceans and the the the, the bugs and all that you know what I mean like that that's the more abhorrent it's like those are slimy those are icky or whatever whereas the magna boss is made up of these kind of 
you know, quote unquote, majestic creatures. So when you combine them all, there's still that aspect of majesty, I guess. Yeah, Tripedicus is a is a lobster, a, a, a beetle, and and a cicada. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's gonna look creepy all on its own, right? <laughs> you mush yeah. them all together, it's even worse, right? Like, yeah. But yeah, so I, then, I I agree that Magnum Boss looks pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Then we got another pair of images by Mark Brooks and his like, you know, team of inker, his inker and his colorist basically. And, uh, well, there's a different colorist on each one, but, uh, the first one's like trail breaker and a bunch of headshots of other Autobots. And the second one's uh mirage and jazz. And, uh, those look cool. They're pretty good. Like I, like I said, I wasn't too keen on his other images we saw already, but, I mean, there's a little wonkiness to like Trailbreaker. Like, I think his like right hand looks a little weird, but and you know, he's his his the foreshortened hand, like left hand, is kind of like you know, uh, right in your face. But Trailbreaker's uh, <laughs> like smell my finger. <laughs> pull my finger. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. He's like, like pull my finger, and all the other about are like, <gasps> <"Nar, ar." laughs> <laughs> they're all reacting with horror. Yeah. Like I stuck this finger up Megatron's bum. <gasps> I mean, I, I I I feel like these probably would have gotten stamped on the uh, the G one reissue boxes or something. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I I do like the composition of the Jazz and Mirage because uh, you don't really think about it, but they do share a lot of the same color palette. Yeah, blue and white. Uh huh. And I, I, I like their poses a little like better. Like I think they look like maybe they're in the middle of a battle or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The Trailbreaker is just pull my finger. <laughs> I, I think it's oddly composed too that the the foreshortened finger kind of interferes with his back cannons. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, we have a couple images by Pat Lee allegedly, like the trans man. Yeah, we we know he didn't draw that background for Shockwave. Yeah, look at look at the Shockwave's like back leg. Like it's not even like you can't. It doesn't even look like it's stand like level against anything on the ground. Like yeah, I, I do like the pose in general though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> pose is like you know it's fine. Like it's certainly better than Magnus's pose. I mean, yeah. Magnus yeah. is like give me your wallet. Like he's <laughs> like he's like. He's like Trailbreaker. I'll pull your finger. <laughs> I'll pull your finger, Trailbreaker. Yeah. I think I think Magnus is doing the river dance or something. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's, yeah, he's like mid taking a shit. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we know for sure that Pat Lee didn't draw any of that background. Like, so yes. I think I think Dreamwave made posters of these too. Mm, okay. But um these very well could be like not really patly like drawings, I, but can I briefly go back into the the controversy you brought up? If if all of well, I'm not gonna say all of them, but if many of these were used as posters and all this other stuff, and clearly Patly bankrupted the company by buying, you know, Lamborghinis and all that stuff, like some people must have gotten paid for this, like, but, yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And, and actually, I don't know if you could tell, but uh, if you look at the Magnus picture, like his right leg is actually like off to the side of his hip. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that. Uh huh. It's actually coming out of his asshole. <laughs> so bad. Jeez. Uh, it's entirely possible. Like there, there's some pieces coming up that I know for a fact that are credited to Pat Lee, but were not drawn by him. Mm. So the and people, I think, like the people who came out of Dreamwave said, like a lot of those posters were not drawn by Pat Lee. So these could have been like Pat Lee clones, maybe, but. And then um, after that, we've got a series of five images uh, by H.M. Uh, Brundon III, which is the he drew the five Dinobots and uh, mostly like kind of inspired oh. by the toys more than anything. But they, they all look like suitably like, you know, dynamic for the most part. I mean, this looks like, you know, it's it's trying to homage the, the toy box art, right? Like Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean the, the the way it's mocked up, it's got the same kind of, you know, Dinobot Commander, Grimlock, Dinobot Jungle Warrior, Sludge, you know, and then it's got that kind of orange fiery background for like Autobots, and then like you said, the 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 designs are very toy box yeah. art ish and everything. I mean I don't know I don't know, it's hard for me to tell. Like I don't know if this is all computer done or if it if, if there's you know did he paint some of the images and then and then some of this was, you know, computer overlaid later, you know, some of the, the mock-ups and everything. But, uh, I mean, they're fine. Like, I, I mean, it, it, it does what it's supposed to, for sure. I, I do like that. Like, uh, I don't know the artistic term for this, but uh, as far as, like, mimicking the G1 box art, he also has that metallic sheen kind of mm. on it, which, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they make the metal like shiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're perfectly all right. I mean, they're not my ideal like looks for the Dinobots, but the, it's perfectly it's a perfectly legitimate take. Then, like, sort of a compliment, I guess. The next three images are the three Insecticons done by Guido Gideon. I think these are like fantastic images. Like, I think all three of them are used as like shrapnel, kickback, and bombshells, like main like profile pics for like their TF Wiki pages. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. pretty deservedly so because I think they're all pretty, you know, dynamic. They sell the character and <laughs> they're all very on model. Yeah, I, I really like that, like, you know, it, it also kind of points to their characters, like, with uh, Shrapnel, he's, like, char- cha- char- uh, channeling the electricity, like, you know, it says in his text specs he does that, and then, like, with Kickback, he's, you know, about to uh, swarm and devour stuff, which is a grasshopper kind of thing, you know? And then with uh, Bombshell, he, he is a creepy guy with the mind control, so, like, him being in like the swamps and like you know like you know it's it's really cool yeah i think i think kickback picked the wrong guy to fuck with in smallville from what i can tell from the background <laughs> <laughs> they're off to fight superman uh-huh bomb that maybe that's like in bombshells picture maybe that's like demon swamp or whatever mm-hmm. like where they you know they came from in the sunbow cartoon yeah right? yeah so but yeah, yeah those are all pretty sweet images i think like Guido, again, Guido Giddy, like, you know, even his worst stuff is like, you know, pretty great. So like, and yeah. this is far from like anything, you know, bad he's done. So 
But uh, the next uh, couple images are another Dan Kana's. Uh, it's Prime and Megatron. You know, I mean, these are more in the style of that one Prowl print yeah. that I got for you. I think, um, yeah, I, I was going to say against like the the grids. Yeah, I think like maybe like Prime's pose could be a little more like dynamic. Like if if you're going to do a point, maybe his like whole arm should be extended. Like because it kind of just looks like he's going boop. Like you know, right, right, right. <laughs> pull my finger. It's, 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 no, it's, you it's, pull my finger. It's a more relaxed. It's not a command point. It's like, hey, Bumblebee, do you see that thing over there? Check that out. As opposed to like Autobots, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And, and and the Megatron is is a classic Megatron pose where you know he's kind of got the 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 cannon. You know, at, at 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 a resting position, but he's you know doing the whole like you know, I will rule the world. Like, like I'm going, point. I'm going to shove this fist right up your ass. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's got the fist cupped. And I think it, you know, I, I think it goes underappreciated sometimes. But like when people draw Megatron, like sometimes they don't draw the little like brow like over his mm-hmm. eyes. Like they just draw his straight up helmet over a face. Like I always like the little like sunbow brow like on mm. uh, over his eyes, so <laughs> it, it gives him permanently angry eyes. I I don't know why you would uh, omit it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like this is this is the counter to the the guy. Um, what was his name? Um, Edge something or whatever. Fro Edge or whatever. Oh yeah, his name mm-hmm. was like like Dan Kana's. It's like he's you know. And again, that's that ancient debate, right? Like, I mean, I I feel like Bobby Skullface brings this up with the toys all the time, where he's like, oh, I like them to be G one, but not too G one. You know, like it's like it's like you know, there there there's there's that weird um, subjective preference, right? Where it's like, oh. You like G1, but you don't want them to look like, you know, uh, ACOM derpy looking, right? Like, you know, ACOM animated derpy looking, right? And so it's like, but at the same time, you know, some people like them a little more stylized, too. So so you might have that camp that wanted toys that look like the Andrew Froage designs, right? Where they're unique, they have these interesting takes on the same characters you found familiar but but just have you know additional tweaks to them but i feel like dan Kana, it's like this is clearly done in the vein of the the sunbow cartoon designs but it's also comic kind of looking art that you can follow and and is not you know it's not undetailed either you know what i mean like it's not so slavish that it you know it looks like kind of like derpy derpy acom animation at least when when dan khan is doing it he's going for that you know tms like everything looks cool type type image or whatever and then the next page we have a a single ej sue image uh optimus prime holding an american flag and uh america yeah, well, I could swear that maybe he drew this for like nine eleven or something because mm, I could swear I'd okay. seen it like you know before like this okay. like like is it like on the internet somewhere? So maybe he you know like this was in two thousand three, so that would have been still fresh in people's minds. But look at the um, the signature though. I, I'm I'm thinking maybe you're right because I think it's dated two thousand one, even oh, though yeah, this came uh-huh. out in two thousand three. So so you're I mean I think you're dead on then. 
Yeah, that I could have. I mean, I could have sworn I've seen it before this book. So this also points to what you you were just saying, Derek. Because if you look at uh, some of the design choices, like the Optimus's legs are very rounded and very kind of mm-hmm. smooth, and and you know he's got like you know his the way he draws hands. Uh, and almost looks like a glove over the over his hand instead of like segmented robotic hands, and and even like Optimus Prime's head has got more of a, a roundish look instead of you know kind of a boxy robot look. So yeah, I mean it's just just how he draws it. You know, it's like there's nothing wrong with it, but it, like I said, this is a more stylish like you know G one, but tweaked a little bit. Yeah, just right, a right. little yeah. different. Uh-huh. And then uh, the next page, we got another solitary artistish uh, image. Uh, Dusty Peterson draws Beast Wars Megatron. And uh, it's more, it's based kind of, like, it's clearly his own interpretation, but it's based more on the toy of Beast Wars Megatron, because he's got it's the got little, the like, bat ears, yeah, like. Was, that, that, was, like, was yeah. that part of the original toy design? Yeah, like, he had, like, a battle mask that, like, flipped over his face, uh, like, yeah. and it looked like bat ears behind his head, so. Yeah, 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 you closed it, you closed it together, and, yeah, I was like, yeah. It, yeah, it almost looks like Magmatron, almost, because he's yeah, got yeah. wings behind his head. But, yeah, no, it's it's Megatron, yep. It's very, very horror-looking because of the way the, the T-Rex is, you know, like, ah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, coming, it's, it's coming right for you. Yeah, very it's interesting. It's right <laughs> Yeah, and the, the T-Rex head doesn't always look that, like, like realistic, I guess. Mm, like, so, yeah. But, yeah. Very, very interesting take, yeah. Then um, after that, another single artist uh, image, a uh, Patrick Thornton, Optimus Prime. Um, I know I've seen this image like probably before this book came out. Like I, I think this was a fairly yeah. I think it says two thousand one under his signature. You know, so I think this was a fairly like famous image of like fan art that circulated the net like before this book was published. So. This you know. is a pretty cool image because again the the foreshortening here is done well pretty and well, like yeah. there's there's almost like a sense of like exhaustion you know like like he's war weary you know like this is this is this is cool like and again he's not like in the middle of a fight with anybody so it doesn't look awkward you know like some of the 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 dreamwave-ish type you know postery images we've seen like this is just you know, I don't know. It almost harkens back to me to like a like an Earl Norum painted, you know, storybook or something where it's just like, you know, and then you read over like Prime says he was really tired or you know what I mean? Like Prime says he's tired of the fucking war or what, whatever the storybook for, you know, reading comprehension of age five would say. Right. Like but um, but I really I really do. Uh, I, I dig on this this image a lot. This has that kind of quality, I like to say, like, is cover worthy. And, like, a lot of people draw covers, and they'll draw, like, you know, like, uh, a Megatron, and he's, like, you know, blasting, you know, he's firing his lasers. And and it's cool. It's really cool. But then, like, something like this, this tells you a little bit of a story. Like, you know, you're like, okay, Prime's tired, or, like, Prime is resting, and you kind of want to see what's in the comic. It's like, what's going on? You know, it. It sparks your imagination. That's why I call it like a good cover image. Then the next page, we got another single artist credit. Uh, Chris Allen draws a, a Starscream. And uh, 
It's really, it's like a very like I guess more realistic like kind of style. Like I, I don't know like more technical. Like there's you know there's a you know F sixteen like in shadow behind Starscream. So yeah, it, I don't I don't know I don't like it. No, no. Like it almost reminds me of like when people before like the Bay movies would try to draw like what would like concept art look like for a live action like Transformers movie and like you this- know. This kind of reminds me of like the the Man in Iron a little bit when they reprinted the the UK story in the US. Try trying to make it as toy accurate as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that, uh, it does it does seem that way. And it's it does have that like storybook like you said like quality mm-hmm. to it as well. Like you know they try to emphasize like the alien nature of the Transformers maybe like. You know, Starscream's face is in shadow, like it's he's like unknowable, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad artwork as far as the the technical ability. It's just my preference. I just I'm, I I don't yeah, know. There's I get you. It's, it's a it's yeah. a it's a it's a vibe. Yeah, it's like you got to get on the right wavelength, I guess. And then uh, the next image, I think all Transformers fans should know. It's uh, M.D. Bright's uh, you know classic cover to issue number five of the Marvel comic. Uh, I think I think this is the only Marvel artist like in this book. Like, I think they probably were all like, like, oh, that, we're not doing any of that old shit, except this one like thing that's like, you know, super famous. Like, but uh, I wonder, like, Marvel made the Transformers comics, but Transformers is owned by Hasbro. So Hasbro can use this because Hasbro licensed 88 miles per hour to do this like I, i'm guessing that's how it works i guess yeah but i mean by that rationale mark bright got paid for this cover like a gazillion years ago so he did not get paid but he's not yeah, getting paid uh-huh. for it now yeah. or then or whatever but anyway okay it's a it's a cool like you know iconic image of shockwave but i think it does kind of doesn't work without the title in it because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be, you know, the Transformers are oh, all dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will say, like, uh, this is always like been on my radar as one of my favorite, you know, images. Because I, you know, I had the comic, you know, when it came out with this image, and uh, the painted cover is really nice and everything like that. But it, yeah, sometimes you don't notice little little inconsistencies. Like uh, Shockwave's Decepticon symbol is on his like the outside of his shoulder, which you know. Yeah. It's not anything major, but yeah, it's just, you know, a little bit off, you know. But I do give him credit. Like, we were just talking about being very toy accurate. This looks just like the toy, but it looks like it's also alive. So, kudos. That's that's really cool. Yeah, possibly one of the most, like, famous Transformers images of all time, I'd say. Yeah. Right, it ranks up there, definitely, yeah. Then the next page, we got another uh, Juichi Nakamura of Unicron. And, uh... Yeah. The old Unicron's crotch. Yeah. It's a Unicron after he got a manicure, I guess. Because usually, you know, Unicron yeah. has, like, pointy fingers, but he just yeah, gave him, he, like... He, uh, yeah, he does not. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a little off. But I I think it, it mostly, like, succeeds in, like, you know, scale, showing trying to show off Unicron's, like, scale, like, with the foreshortening and all that. Yeah, this, this is, yeah, this is totally, like, you know, I mean, you could tell by the composition, it's, like, this is supposed to be somebody on a planet looking up going, oh, shit. <laughs> well, you, you know what's weird, though? It's like Unicron's in front of Unicron, 
Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like, there's, there's, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, he's like, allow myself to introduce myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I do like all the, the wreckage flowing up from the bottom. Like, that, that really does, like, like Tony said, like, make you think, like, you're, this is a bird, like, not a bird's eye view, but a, like, POV shot of, you're about to be eaten by Unicron. Like, but but that's what made me notice because it's like the in behind the wreckage in the background of his crotch is the planet version of Unicron's like outer rings. rings yeah, yeah, rings or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, well, first I was like, why are those there? And I'm like, oh, I guess because. The, he's in back of himself. Yeah, if you just glance at it, it looks like a sun, but like you, then you pay attention, you're like, wait a minute, that's him. <laughs> yeah. And look at his expression. He's like, ah, oh, the French. Oh, the French. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a he's got a delicious candy treat in his stomach. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you know I did this Japanese show and it was rubbish. It was rubbish. <laughs> After that, we got another couple things by mainframe. Uh, the first is uh, uh, Primal Prime versus Cryotech, which are, you know, they're sort of the Primal Prime and Cryotech were t- store exclusive toys, like repaints of Transmetal 2 Megatron and uh, uh, Optimal Optimus that uh, mostly starred in like the BotCon exclusive comics. And uh, then the second yeah. image is of of uh, Tigerhawk. Like it looks like a kind of promotional still, like by mainframe. But was this Cryotech versus Primal Prime ever used in any of those Botcon yeah. comics? Oh, oh, this this image itself. Yeah, um, I I want to say it might have been like a cover to one of the like Botcon oh, comics. Okay. But okay, interesting. I I, I think like it, it's put together get put together well, but. It just doesn't seem. It doesn't look like Primal Prime is finished. Yeah, he looks a little like I don't know. Maybe it's his colors, but like he did. Yeah, he does look like like the cutscene hasn't finished rendering yet or something. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's buffering. And, <laughs> and he's also like the guns on his chest are just like firing off into nowhere. Like basically, like <laughs> take this innocent bystander. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, he, he was going to fire in his face, but then he had to pull up his shin guard to cover <laughs> him from the the cryo breath or whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, the Tigertron, uh, Tigertron, Tigerhawk is, is, is pretty sweet, though. I like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool image. Like, I think that's um, Tigerhawk's, like, TF Wiki main picture. And mm. I think that, you know, it sells him. You know, he's got the elemental powers and he, you know, you know, pretty it's badass like, looking dude, even though he didn't last too long in the actual yeah, show. But. I was like, he was a short lived enough character that probably this is one of the only times you get to see him. Like in a straight up full body image or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's very majestic. Yeah. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't mind them making a new like Tiger Hawk toy and like Legacy or something. I, I was thinking about that earlier, but that's a different conversation. But no, I had that same thought, you know? Yeah. And then uh, the next two images are Don Figueroa's. We got Preda King and then uh, Devastator versus Omega Supreme. Yeah, they're, I don't know. Like, I think Predaking, it, it kind of looks like, you know, Figaro with Predaking, especially, it looks like Figaro was given like a, a designated space and like fit the character in this space or something because he looks kind of mm. like 
squashed into that like space. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is more of those Dreamwave shortcomings where like the camera is too close in both of these images. Like, you know, it's like the the kind of stuff where you're like, oh, if you're gonna shoot a fight sequence, it's like why why are there close-ups? Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you, if 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 the fight was choreographed well, you you'd want to see the whole thing or whatever. And this this feels like the the things that bugged me when we talked about those Dreamwave, you know, Armada and Energon comics runs. It's like to me, it's a faux pas. It's like Predaking has a sword, but the sword is cut off in the image. Like, there's something about that that seems wrong to me do you know what i mean like or, or not well thought out it's like why why does your sword just go out into the void you know yeah it, it like this definitely like <clears throat> you had said earlier derek how like you know this is dom figueroa kind of falling into like the pat lee mentality and this this seems like it very much so it's you know he's also like the 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 dream wave marshmallow thing we we've commented on where it was kind of kind of chunky wonky he's like the guy from the simpsons like people are always making fun of my giant hand like you know <laughs> the first such incident occurred and, and the second one the only thing i can say about the second one is it, it's really amazing how they can make a scene that really doesn't have a lot going on it's just omega supreme punching devastator really and devastator falling back but it's so fucking busy yeah, like I, I, I had to look at that like Devastator's rifle a couple times to figure out what the hell it was. Like I was like, is that a rocket flying by? And I was like, no, that's <laughs> Devastator's rifle. Yeah, like firing. So, I mean, if I didn't know any better, I'd say that both of them are smashing into the Roman Colosseum or something. But I, I, I you can barely tell. Yeah, it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be Omega Supreme's wings, I think. Oh, see, yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, it's you're to be right. Omega uh-huh. Supreme's wings. But to me, it looked like they were both fighting in the back of the Roman Coliseum or some shit. <laughs> I want to say that the both of these are like early, early Don work because it doesn't like he a lot of more of his flaws are visible, basically, mm-hmm. like, you know, so the, the compositions yeah. aren't the greatest. Yeah. He hasn't got that polished look yet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then um, after that, uh, we got another pair of drawings by uh, Andrew Froage. uh Megatron and Optimus Prime. Um, yeah, again, kind of, kind of putting his own stamp on the character designs. Yeah, like same, it's, same it's as weird we said. Me- Megatron's legs have that weird, I don't know, like Spider-Man webbing on them or something. I don't, I don't know how to yeah. explain that. But yeah. yeah, and he's holding Shockwave like as a pistol, like which is a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> and and, and Megatron too. <laughs> what, what did you say, Tony? He looks almost confused by it. It's like, wait. Oh, you thought, thought he looked confused? <laughs> I was about to say, it was almost like he looked like he was sad. Like, he, he was playing, like, some some greatest hits of, like, all the sad songs he knew in his life or something. <laughs> He's like, I hurt myself today. How could this happen to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what it looks like. He's a sad orange or whatever the meme is. And then, yeah, Prime is kind of all over the place, I feel like. It, like, I don't know, like, the gun is trying to hide, like, his dynamic leg action, but, like, it it doesn't look good, like, even if the gun was, like, hiding. And it wasn't hiding, yeah. I think, so. It kind of looks like, I don't know, it kind of looks like, uh, I don't know, like, rollers in his lap or something. I don't know what. Yeah, and if you didn't think this was an image book, look at that little bitty, little tiny, like, yeah. 
So the waist, yeah, uh-huh. he like tapers off in the middle there, yeah. Uh-huh. They've been keeping me on energon rations for too long. <laughs> Uh, it's a cool it's a cool idea for like you know a running action pose but it right it, right. it doesn't pull it off yeah yeah and then the next one we got another don figueroa of tripticon and uh like I, negatives black and white yeah i really like this i mean i i guess it's basic bitch. is this like a like. is this like a godzilla homage or something or I I mean I took it more as like a, a Sin City Frank Miller homage, you know, like the the negative space and everything. Like to me, I thought it was like Tripticon doing his Sin City or something. But I I really again, you know, maybe I'm easily uh, easily amused or whatever. But like this is one of my favorite uh, pieces in the book because it 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 looks terrifying and and to me it it. You know, I mean, I, I guess, you know, like you say, I mean, you know, maybe there's I, I think Trypticon himself is kind of like a Godzilla homage. So I guess you could yeah, argue that like he's but, rising from the water. So, right. Right. You know, but I mean, to me, I just think of it as like, you know, it's 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 more an homage to Marv or, you know what I mean? Like, like it's more of an homage to to Sin City than anything else. He, he doesn't like one big bag Dudicus. Yeah, he is a big bad dudicus. You know, I thought at first I thought that was like the moon or something, but it's actually like his forehead gun yeah, like charging cannon. up or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But that yeah, that well, is a good image. And then uh next we got some another Mark Brooks inked by Clayton Brown and colored by Edward uh, Delgado of uh Rekgar and Unicron uh epic like facial Rekgar. hair bros or something, yeah, I guess. Like I don't know. So is that? Oh, never mind. I'm stupid. Never mind. I take it back. I, I was going to say it's like that moon base, or like no, it's Cybertron. It just doesn't look like Cybertron. Yeah, it's kind of generic metal planet. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. Nothing. Is, it, is really... it Cybertron? I thought maybe it is a moon base. Oh, maybe it is. I don't. Know. Well, it's a bit big, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it, it's not. I mean, a... Unicron never tried to eat Cybertron as a planet. He always transformed. So. Only moon bases when he was a planet. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't get this. Yeah, I guess I just don't get it. What do Rekgar and Unicron like have to do with each other other than like you know being in the movie together and like I said having epic facial hair. I I feel like maybe this is like a like a. It would still be poor even if it was designed for this, but it kind of gave me like. like a Titan trade paperback vibe. Like when you remember the UK story where death's head and, and the junkions, like it was just Unicron's head that was stuck on planet junk. Like, I I don't know. That's, that's the vibe I get from this. I know he's really drawing all of Unicron, but like if you ignore the shoulders and just think of it as the disembodied head that's on planet junk, I was like, Oh, that could kind of be a cover for like, like one of those Titan trades, I suppose. But but I, other than that, I kind of agree with you. I don't know mm. why these guys go together. And then uh, next up is a pair of images yeah. by Dan Kana, Rodimus kinda, and Galvatron. They, they kind of echo the Prime and the Megatron. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But again, like I feel like Rodimus's like point is not as epic as it could be. He's kind of mm. like you know, hi there, like you know, it's like my my dick is this big. 
Like, <laughs> well, I, I think I think I think Prime and 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 Rodimus are doing the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio internet. Like, I recognize that that I know that thing. <laughs> point instead of like the command point it's just like rodimus is like i understood that reference you know it's the thing the thing on the tv is the thing that i recognize i clapped when i saw it. i could be wrong but is it like isn't this the art they use for the heroes of cybertron oh maybe, uh, maybe. it could be like the you know the like like, like those little those, the little cards they came with maybe yeah yeah could be yeah i mean it's definitely i'm sure hasbro has reused it somewhere probably but yeah i mean galvatron looks pretty okay too but you know just uh i guess it is what it is basically like you know no i mean i i like them they're fine yeah they're, they're fine yeah they're serviceable they're fine then uh after that we got another couple by makoto ono uh hound and cyclonus um, maybe it's just that I don't know. The actual book looks like better, Derek. But the no, scan I have, like, no, the hound it, is it, super murky. Like. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look any better. Like whoever colored this colored it. Re- both of them were extremely dark. So if the goal is to see the art, like it, it, uh, yeah, it's definitely murky on both images. I do like the Cyclonus one though, like in, in yeah. con- conceptually, like I think it, yeah, yeah, it's a good in character for Cyclonus. Having yeah. a, a grumpy post look on a throne, like that, that works. I it probably, I think, yeah, the the coloring I think hurts the images, but other than that, Cyclonus, he's like going, Galvatron, you so crazy. <laughs> Why should Galvatron? Yeah. After that, we got another by a uh, couple others by uh, Guido Giddy. We've got Skywarp. This, this seems then, like an odd pairing. Yeah, and an alligator Megatron. Yeah, Beast Wars alligator Megatron. Yeah. I know that Skywarp has been used in unofficial like Hasbro product before, like again, like from now. So, like, I mean, you know, it's a pretty like standard seeker. And uh, alligator Megatron, I mean, who has never really they've never really used this version of Beast Wars Megatron in anything like substantial. But uh what, what he had a pack in comic? Come on. Yeah, like a pack in comic. That was about it, I think. Come on now. There was a pack in <laughs> comic book. It's interesting how he draws his gun. Like his he holds his gun as a toy, but they he kinda mm-hmm. like Guido Giddy like kinda made it into like a like gun arm that he like mm. you know wears or something i take it you you approve of uh, alligator megatron's pointing way more than Prime yes uh-huh. yeah <laughs> if, if they could make the toy look like that i think it would have sold it would have been more of a easier sell than you know, oh we can make a dinosaur <laughs> yeah uh-huh. it does look a lot more dynamic than the actual toy is yeah so but sorry, T Rex T Rex is higher on the hierarchy than uh, alligator. alligator. So, uh-huh. right. Feces <laughs> uh, throwing uh, gorilla is higher on the hierarchy than feces uh, pooping <laughs> bat. Right. So. Yeah, iguano shooting yeah. bat. Yeah. 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 And uh, we got another next another pair uh, by Bill Galatis, uh, Ironhide and Inferno. I like Ironhide's, a, I think, a really, really strong concept. I think his face is a little wonky, though. What's 
going on? Like he he blasted the propaganda poster of Megatron, and so he's holding the gun up triumphantly, and the gun is smoking. I would just say kind of like the same thing I said with when Guido Giddy did the Predacon and the sword went off the page. Uh, I think I would have liked the composition better if they could. Uh, I mean, maybe if it was just me, I would have lost the, uh, the 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 battle trailer or whatever, like gotten rid of that and maybe moved Ironhide over a little bit and made him a little smaller so that you could see the smoke like, trail, the smoke trail coming from the gun. Because the way it, the, yeah, the way it's composed now just feels like some of the image is missing, you know. And then Inferno is just, you know, Inferno standing there in the smoke and wreckage, pumping his fist. He's waiting for Firestar or whatever to give him a back row. Yeah, I, I, I do like the Ironhide, like like you said, the concept. You know, I, I do like the little sled because, you know, we don't see that a whole lot. On his face, like, you know, like, I hope no one knows I just farted, you know. <laughs> well, then after that, we've got two more by Pat Lee in quotation marks, allegedly. Transman. Um, yeah, Transman Pat Lee, Mr. Talented. Um, Starscream holding gun mode Megatron and then hit the aforementioned sound wave and all his cassettes that every artist has to take a swing at. Um, these might be, again, like these might be two of the ones that are in contention if he actually, like, you know, mm. drew any of it. Like, I'm willing to say maybe he drew the robots, but like, you know, the backgrounds are certainly probably not him. I mean, I recognize the Starscream holding Megatron. Yeah, that was that was a poster they made. I know that for sure. And the the, the sound wave too. I know they made a poster of that. I, I think the Starscream is pretty successful because it's 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 got a nice duplicitous kind of vibe to it. You know, it's like because he's holding Megatron, but he's also kind of you know like like you know it's about me. You know, so. I'm, I can't tell if he's like grinning or he's just got a like sort of pouty look on his face. Yeah, it seems like he's in he's in I'm about to grin, but hasn't quite reached grin yet. <laughs> and then that sound wave is uh I feel like Patley or whoever drew this like composed all the cassettes individually and then just stamped them all onto mm. like a pre-made background or something almost. There is something interesting. I mean, I think his face looks a little derpy, but there is something interesting about the way the rat bat is laid out. But yeah, like in the, it's like it, that. That's kind of cool. Like he's flying at the camera, like almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's kind of interesting. I suppose. I feel like Frenzy and Rumble are like, "Oh man, Soundwave, you just farted, man!" <laughs> like what? Like, I like how Overkill's like, "Give me a cookie." <laughs> Yeah, he's like right there. Uh-huh. It is time for the cookies. For the cookies. <laughs> Give me the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. And the cl- sound wave, of course, is in a classic dream wave. Give me your purse pose. Like, you know. <laughs> I am here for the boobies. The boobies. <laughs> then we got a, a two-page spread by Guido Giddy of uh, sound wave and his cassettes versus blaster and his cassettes. And again, like... 
you know, this is another this is more, more successful sound wave in his cassettes image than Pat Lee did. So this isn't this isn't meeting the challenge because it's just the basic pitch cassettes. It's not like Overkill and Slugfest and all the other crazy guys, right? Yeah, Rat Bat's the most uh, radical yeah one there, basically. Yeah, it's it's a good picture though. Just from the, the the energy of it, you get like the whole like you know, oh yeah, Billy, I'm gonna take you down. Oh yeah, well I'm gonna make you into new sound wave. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll I'll fight you. I say Buzzsaw's the most radical one there because he's just a toy. Me, me, me. Buzzsaw always hangs back because he knows if he goes in, the battle will be over too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and and let's, hit, let's give a hand for uh, Ramhorn and Eject because you, you don't see those guys hardly ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, Blasters cassettes in general, I feel like, don't get a lot of spotlight. So, you know, I wonder what yeah. Steel Jaw thinks of that Steel Jaw up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mighty fine steel jaw. <laughs> That's one mighty would, fine steel jaw. Would would steel jaw throw tomatoes? That I don't know. He might anything? like. No, I think it looks okay. Like, yeah, yeah I don't I think, think he would throw fine. tomatoes at that steel jaw. Fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it looks bad. I like it. So then, next we got uh, another pair by uh, Junichi uh, Nakamura. We got Magnus and Prime, and then Galvatron, and. Uh, they're pretty cool. Like I, I think you know, well, like Prime's kind of in the background. Like he's kind of like a memory or something. Like or Magnus is thinking of him, or it's some, supposed to be evocative of Magnus being like a successor to Prime or mm-hmm. something. And then Galvatron is kind of <laughs> Galvatron's kind of all over the place, actually, a little like this. He's trying to do some foreshortening here. With Galvatron's cannon and fist. It doesn't, doesn't quite work, though. No, it, it looks like it's coming from somewhere other than his body, I guess. I'm, well, yeah. it's weird, because the cannon and the 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 fist are the, 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 the most in the forefront. But then by that logic, uh, where is the vanishing point for his legs like why why is his leg jutting out front too like but it, it's almost like there should be a big humberto ramos like shoe like foot like that's off camera that's like just as big as that fucking hand and cannon or whatever i don't know it works to his detriment because i don't know like galvatron you know there, there's certain characters who should be posed in certain positions to like convey like you know their their status and Galvatron just seems like a guy who's always kind of standing. I mean, no, he's not a croucher. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's kind of got that dream wave crouch going on there. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, next up. In... Is fun. <laughs> yeah, man, I like the Magnus one. Yeah, that one. That one gets a pass for me. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got another pair by Figueroa. We got Star Convoy and Bludgeon. Again, I think this is like early Figueroa art, like maybe before he was like pro or whatever, because, you know, some of his, you know, some or maybe like, you know, when he was like working with Pat Lee a little more like, you know, his proportions are a little wonky, like puffy, a little on Star Convoy and Bludgeon. Like, I don't know. Bludgeon's kind of weird, like like. Maybe it's because you're not familiar draw like with Figueroa drawing like such rounded like shapes or whatever. But Bludgeon doesn't even like look like it was drawn by Figueroa. I I, I would agree with that. 
I'm just going to keep beating a dead horse and be like, how come the sword is cut off again? I don't, I don't understand these compositions where they don't keep the sword in the image. Like who cares about like the background and all this rubble and nonsense, but the sword you'd think should be, you know, a primary part of the image and it gets cut off, which I, I think is just a lack of foresight, you know? Yeah. He's too, he's too busy reaching for that purse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I do. I do like Bludgeon's reflection in the sword. Like that's a nice like yeah. touch. But no, uh, but I think I think again you could have done it even better had you seen the full sword, right? Because you could see like the 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 reflection and the hand and the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. You you could even yeah if 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 you could see the whole sword, you could even see the purse hand. Do you know what I mean? Like you could you could do a lot of and cool they, stuff with that. They kind of cut off uh, Star Convoy's gun too. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like after that, we got another couple by mainframe, which are like sort of beast machines, like promo <laughs> posters almost. But I think it's well, it's mostly like yeah, the Maximals from Beast Machines and then the Viacons from Beast Machines, like sort of like the Beast Wars images. But I mean, they're fine. Like I guess, like you know, if you I mean, like Beast kinda, Machines, at least like, the. Uh maximals like the background is very dark and murky at least I, and i i think that's more probably how it was printed than anything you know but but yeah it's i don't know the 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 blue on the the viacons image being in the background it brings out the 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 cad models better i think than the um yeah the black mm-hmm. you know like they, they they sort of those models especially primal and and then in the background you can barely make out stupid night scream and black arachnia in the background there and 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 primal kind of like part of his body almost you know he almost looks ghostly he's kind of fading into the background there um but the viacons at least you can see all the, the designs and everything savage noble and the generals and you know the whole nine yards i mean uh, you know i guess no need to go into long-winded opinions about beast machines, but I mean, as far as I mean, what these images are trying to do, like uh, I think the Viacon one does it better, just because you can make out all the characters better than than you can in this image. But I I, I think maybe depending on how it was printed out, like you, th- there might be a version of this where it's not quite as dark, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, I think they they might have been prints like released at a botcon or something that yeah. probably look fine. Yeah, but I do give them credit for in, including the diagnostic drone because that was a standout little character in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Then uh, next up, uh, we got a, a image, a computer generated image by uh, Andrew Holes uh, of uh, Fire Convoy or Robots in Disguise, Optimus Prime, which is. I mean, I guess, you know, it's 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 just like kind of made in a computer and it it's like it's digital art, but it's not like, you know, mainframe quality, I guess. So like it's just kind of this would be like on the back of the box, you know, it's like fire convoy does this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want to say it's like bad, but it's not like anything like like by today's standards, especially it's not anything really special. Right. I mean, and then and then you're comparing it with the sort of traditional line art with Dan Kana on the right. Yeah. So, you know. The next image is yeah Dan Kana doing the same character, and it you know, 
It just pops, you know. Yeah, the background especially lets it pop, you know, the orange fiery background. Yeah, I, I just dig it. Yeah, I, I some some of Khan's work. I, I'm I'm probably one of his bigger like not detractors but critics on the this show, but this this I like this. I, I've always liked uh, Fire Convoy slash Red Optimus Prime's like design in general, and 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 Khan did a really good job like. Getting all the bits and bobs and the greeblies and and, and giving up yeah. a nice pose, yeah, yeah, it's a really good design, and that this this definitely serves it. Uh-huh. Kind of makes me sad that they never really got to do very much with these characters in comics. You know, like that they they could have yeah. told some stories with them or whatever. But I mean, aside from that summer special, they didn't really do a whole hell of a lot with yeah with, uh, with the, the god art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then, but guys, uh, we, we got a toe line toy. Yeah, that's true. We got a, at least we get in toy form. We get a little bit of love for R.I.D. But but, um, but uh, next up, we got from Kana as well, like Big Convoy and Lyo Convoy, and I think those both look kind of sweet. Like you know, I I think maybe is Lyo it, is it is it petty? Cooler. Like like I feel like Lyo Convoy should have been on the left side, and Big Convoy should have been on the right. Side. Yeah, uh-huh. like well, if if you take like Fire Convoy into account, maybe it's going in reverse order. Like mm. you know, you know, Robots in Disguise, Neo, and then Beast Wars second. Got it. So. Got it. Got it. I just keep hearing Commander in my head. Uh, but yeah, those are pretty cool. And like, you know, I, I, I like the Leo Convoy one too, because it's definitely the the, the 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 action is referencing his one of his attacks in the show, so that's kinda cool. I wish the that new Leo Convoy toy, like from Legacy, his claws were like as prominent as they are in that image, because they're little teeny tiny on the toy. But, yeah, yeah, they were like cool, like without Wolverine claws on the original. Yeah, and then um, after that, we got another couple by Pat Lee, presumably <laughs> uh, uh, Omega Supreme versus the Decepticons, which was a cover to I want to say like maybe the Zero issue or one of the mm-hmm. first issues. It was like a you know retailer incentive cover, and then. Uh, the second image is, uh, I think it was one of the covers to issue two of the Prime Directive miniseries of Prowl, Mirage, and Jazz. And, you know, it's got Lee's usual flaws. I mean, at least Omega Supreme kind of looks like, you know, the scale is kind of like accurately sent a little bit, but... I don't know. We've seen, we've seen and we know that other artists can do this better, basically. I, I give Soundwave credit because he's like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot him in the junk. <laughs> I'm going to Operation Shoot <laughs> Omega Supreme in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I guess the the Jazz uh, Mirage Prowl cover is uh, I guess I'll say more iconic just because it's you know it was a cover and I'm sure they used it as a poster or some some crap or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and, and like those two, I don't know about Mirage, but definitely the Prowl and the Jazz. You were talking earlier about like being on like those uh, re-releases of the the you know mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. yeah th- those are like those kind of images. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then next up, we got another couple by Mainframe of the season three casts of Maximals and Predacons. So nice group shots. I'm sure these were like prints at a botcon or something like by Mainframe. So. But my theory does go out the window, though, because, well, yeah, yours is more supported, Derek, or or actually yours, Mike, or somebody said it. 
fuck. But yeah, the smallest guy is in the front on the Predacon one quick strike. I kind of like, um, <laughs> I like Silverbolt's pose. Like he's got his arms behind his back. Like he's standing at attention or something. Like, I think that's kind of cool. You know, Rhinox is pretty cool. Has a pretty cool pose too, but Rattrap's like, do 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 like, or something. He's like, like, hello behind me. Hello, uh, hello. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and that's entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like the Maximal one better than the Predacon one. I don't like the layout, really, of the Predacon one. I think it's weird and wonky, I guess. It's a little jumbled. It, it, it's it's not as good as the, the previous two, the Beast Machines. Sure, big, like, Come uh, on, y'all, say cheese! <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like Tarantulas, but Tarantulas usually has cool-looking poses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I tied, I tied Black Arachnia to the train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next up, we got a Guido Giddy of uh, Transmetal Beast Wars Megatron leading his uh, Predacons into battle, and I think that's pretty sweet. Like, I think that's a pretty great shot of him. That design, it, it actually looks pretty cool. But again, kind of, you know, I mean, not not of the same scale as Robots in the Skies, but it does make me sad that we weren't really able to to get the, a lot of, you know, Beast Wars era comics, you know, done in this style or whatever. And no, I'm not counting that fucking piddling excuse for an IDW series. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And by the way, this just makes me remember, which is good, that if this image does that, because that's what images should do, it reminds me again of just how fucking cool Ravage's ship was. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. For for this next one, I just I, I, I brought this uh, link so that I could yuck it up with you guys about the, the, the next image, which is of Unicron by James Reyes. And um, I, I just, like... Yes, there are things in the art world that sell for crazy prices. There are things that have sold for, you know, millions of dollars and all this other stuff. But th- this one, I yuck it up because no one's buying this for $400,000. Oh, and, and, and it's been $400,000 like ever since I've been in the hobby. And it just makes me laugh. It's like one of those things where it's like. The, 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 it's like some guy who keep probably just keeps telling his wife, "Well, honey, it's it, nobody's buying it, so I guess I have to keep it." You know, like it's just like, "Are you kidding me?" Like no one, like no one is paying that for this half a but, million dollars for that. Yeah, almost yeah. like, geez, so so, yeah, I don't what? think so. so. Yeah, is it nice? Yes, it is. Is it worth like you know? probably a couple of hundred dollars yes yes it is it's not worth four hundred thousand dollars yeah so i just i just want uh-huh. to look it up because because it's funny I, I do remember this image yeah because it was the cover of transformers universe number one or yeah, at least yeah. a incentive cover and yeah yeah you too can own the incentive cover of transformers universe number one that only ran for three issues before that company lost the license to do botcon comics so <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it is cool though. I, I I like the fact that it's like kind of like a damaged Unicron. That's really cool. Yeah. Then uh, next up, we got another couple by Mainframe. A couple of Beast Machines images. You got basically Megatron versus Tankor, which was yeah, like the later, the latter half of season one was basically a tug of war between Megatron and Tankor. So or Rhinox and. 
you know, I, the Megatron, I like the composition of it. Like, you know, it kind of like really sells what he's about in these mm-hmm. machines, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. which is it, it, it's like a propaganda poster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like fascism. Go. The, the lighting in the tank or is, is nice, too, because it's kind of got that that ominous red light, you know, type thing. So. It would have been. I think it would have yeah. been cool if they like sort of added like a rhinox into the tank, mm. or like in the mm. background, like maybe like, like maybe like maybe like a, a a faded. You know, the opacity is set to forty of the rhinox. Yeah, you know that's what we need. Somebody should do a really cool split image of like half rhinox, half uh, tank or That'd be cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right, and then uh, next up we got a uh, cover to War Within number one by Don Figueroa, which is pretty like iconic, yeah. and most yeah. Transformer fans know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is a super busy image, but I think you can like. There's nothing really confusing about it. I think yeah. I think you can mostly like pick out all the characters. And I think a lot of people, even to this day, like are really fond of his like uh, Optimus Cybertron design. Yeah. Like, I think all is like, like he said, like when we talked about War Within, I said, like, you know, he set the precedent from this point on that, like, any time they did a, a series that took place before Earth, everyone had to be redesigned with, like, you know, Cybertron modes, basically. So it was like no cheating right. anymore. Like, you've got to redesign everyone. Yeah, Optimus Prime can't look like he turns into a truck and then turn into, like, some kind of weird, like, space Ban, yeah. I I enjoyed the the image. I mean, it is a uh, it is a famous one, and and uh, you know I agree with what Tony's saying about the fact that people really dig on that particular character design of of Optimus Prime, or I guess what the, the, the not called Orion Pax, but whoever yeah, he was op, before. Optronics. Optronics. Yeah. 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 Librarian. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I will say, uh, War Within was probably one of uh, Dreamwave's more successful series, too. Yeah, the first one the especially. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, we got the the gatefold uh, covered uh, Armada number one by James Reyes, and uh, that's a pretty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some props here. Uh, Armada Starscream's blade is completely in the image. Where <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually there. Congratulations, uh-huh. you guys did it. it. And he, he pretty much included all the first like wave armada characters. Yeah, and 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 I I like the the it's almost subtle, but the the prominence of the the minicons up front. Yeah, the the air defense team. Uh huh. Well, the only thing I would criticize is that like Megatron is all the way on the like very left under Prime's like gun. Like yeah, I think yeah. I would have made Megatron a little more prominent, but. Yeah, he's almost like, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> yeah, what's going on over there? Yeah, what the hell? And, and, like, and also, as we've already stated, like Armada was also a very good series from Dreamwave. Yeah, I think maybe the fact that Optimus is holding two guns is a bit of a cheat to like mm-hmm. cover up more like space or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, because but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay. I'm I like James Reyes's art, so I'm willing to give him a pass on that, but. Then next up, we have another Dan Kana, uh, the Decepticons, like the first like two two years worth of Decepticons in the G1 Sunbow cartoon. And uh, it's kind of cute. Like, I think it's a little cutesy, like sort of like maybe the, the scale is all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of made made his uh, 
phones doing things like this, these kind of group images and stuff. So this, you know, might be uh, kind of like, you know, an early draft of those. But I mean, he's he's done all kinds of different versions of of this concept, you know, whether it's, you know, season one Decepticons, season two Decepticons, season three. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and and then same with the Autobots and different permutations of group shots and everything. I mean, I think it's a fun concept. It's probably a lot of work that goes unappreciated, whether it's cartoony or not. But I see what you guys are saying. I mean, it is a bit more cutesy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'll give him credit. He is he is very good at at, at delivering that kind of sunbow style in a in a in a in his own way. I'll give him that. But yeah, it, it is a little cutesy. Like Megatron is kind of like almost adorable. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, next we got something by Jonathan Bauer. Uh, it's Grimlock, like charging at the camera. Um, interesting, I <laughs> guess. But I don't know. Like I, I think almost... he looks a little wonky. It almost is like Grimlock's afraid of spiders and he came across one or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, me Grimlock see spider, me get the fuck out of here, you know, like like type thing, you know. And I know this was this was, this came kind of after that, but it almost looks like his uh, um, classics design. Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh huh. Like you know the what head, I will the head design. On... This yeah. this has a really really nice background and all the perspective is clean the 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 vanishing points and all that like I I think the whole thing I mean as far as the I mean you might not agree with the concept in and of itself but I I think the execution of this is excellent I I, I think honestly if if I could offer like you know some you know uh like layman's like you know perspective. I think this pose and this kind of shot would have fit Dinobot a lot better. Hmm. Yeah, like a raptor. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the foot is like right in what a raptor foot claw would be more like the, you know, focal point maybe. Yeah, and I, I don't think we're used to Grimlock running a lot. Yeah, it kind of plods around, yeah. And then next up we got another couple images by uh Pravin Bajaj. Uh Soundwave and uh, Galvatron. More, more. Give me your purse poses. Smashing through to grab the purse from yeah, like Sax and Fifth or something. Yeah. Uh huh. He's gonna grab it straight out of your monitor. Uh huh. Yeah, and, and Galvatron's more just like, come on, just give me the purse. <laughs> I don't know. Like again, the purse or your planet. <laughs> maybe maybe it's clearer in the book, Derek. But the, the Galvatron, like the shading on his face, makes him look like he has a beard, like you know, scourge yeah, I, or something. It's, it's clear that it's not a beard, but but I I I see what you're saying. It it almost looks kind of like Fred Flintstone, like five o'clock shadow or something <laughs> yeah. on Galvatron. You know, he's like I <laughs> I saw that Psykill guy and I thought he was awesome, so I wanted a five o'clock shadow too. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie, you stole my fruity matrix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like Cyclonus is like. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Then we got another couple uh, images by Mark Brooks, 
and uh, one of Scourge and one of the Jump Starters. Uh, I do. I like the little the little target on Scourge. I don't know if is Scourge projecting that little target yeah, holographic, or is that on him? I, I think he's projecting it from his eye, like from he's his like, eyes. Yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. that's a neat touch, but I couldn't tell if he he was being targeted or like he is targeting someone else. I don't know if it's intentional or if it's just puffy, but the 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 what I get from this is like this is almost like Scourge when he was like possessed by the Matrix. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Like maybe if he was a little more like mutated, like, and then yeah. you got the top spin and twin twist. I mean, they look fine. Like I think uh, I I don't know why, but I like like the gears in the background. Like mm. I think that's a weird like background but i think it kind of works for them like yeah yeah I mean, they're spring-loaded toys i guess right yeah uh-huh yeah tossman's all like check out my cool dance moves <laughs> he is check, it like, out. check out my cool dance moves yeah check it out next up we got another alleged pat lee drawing um cyclonus the exclusive botcon toy which was a recolor of a Beast Machines Ultra Jet Storm, yeah, uh, which I, I do have that Jet Storm toy, and I think it's a pretty good mold. But um, and I think that Cyclonus goes for crazy money on eBay now. But like, I don't know, I, I just never liked that look for Cyclonus in particular. But I think the only reason they get, they did that is just because Jet Storm has ears. Yeah, the ears probably were evocative of Cyclonus. Uh huh. Yeah, but uh. <clears throat> I don't. I think this might have been the box art for that toy, maybe. Yeah, it's a it's a bit chunky, but that's that's whoever draws for Pat Lee style. <laughs> this is this is stuff that was recent and new and cool at the time, but isn't and, anymore. And so hasn't hasn't held up over the last twenty. Yeah. Uh huh. Then uh, we got something by uh, Dusty Peterson again, uh, the Waspinator. It's a parody of like the Terminator poster, but with Waspinator. And I think this is something I think is really cool. Like I think this is a good image. Like this, this is a funny concept. It looks cool and it's executed perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a simple, fun idea that he he did he did perfectly well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I wouldn't mind a poster. I'm I'm sure you could find a poster of this, like, probably. So maybe not officially, but I'm sure, like, you know, someone's reproduced it. Then um, after that, we got another couple by Dan Kana. Uh, we got some Marvel Comics-exclusive villains, uh, Straxus and Geaxis, the, the two Axis brothers. Yeah, like, I mean, it's super cool. Like, I mean, Dan Kana th- draws them both to perfection, kind of makes me want a new Straxus toy, like based mm. on, you know, his classic design. Like we got our G axis, like, you know, not even a year ago. So, you know, where's, where's our new Straxus Hasbro? I, I, I will say that that G axis, I don't know that, that, that like really screams the G2 vibe. I really dig it. Yeah. He's, he's like, you know, drawing directly off of like Derek Ganniger's like sort of style there, I think. Is it me? Is it weird that they label it as Generation TWO instead of Generation <laughs> two, two Numeral Two? Yeah. Yeah, it looks really in front. Yeah. 
It would have been funny if, like, uh, at Straxus's feet, there was, like, a melted scrounge mm-hmm. or something. But uh, Yeah, I was going to say, maybe the next HasLab for Transformers can be a Straxus with a smelting pit or something. <laughs> yeah, smelting pit playset. You, too, can melt your favorite Autobots. <laughs> After that, we've got uh, two famous posters by uh, Don mm-hmm. Figueroa, like, all the Megatrons up to that point and all the Optimuses up to that point. Yeah, these were a big deal at the time. Yeah, these were like highly sought after. I think the Optimus one is fine. It, it's it's you know it's got all the stuff you want out of a Optimus like you know big uh, group shot. But I gotta say, man, that that Megatron one really hits well. It just it it's really good. Yeah, I think that one, the Megatron one's a little more dynamic than the Optimus one. I think it works better because they they didn't sort of hem and haw like they just made. G1 Megatron, the main focus of the image, and then everything spirals around him. But I feel like with the the Prime one, Prime G1 Prime is sort of the main focus, but then I almost feel like Optimus Primal and, and Jinrai or Power Master Prime or whatever, like they're they're kind of impinging on G1 Prime space, whereas I, I don't think that problem occurs with with Megatron. Yeah, yeah, you got Bat Convoy just kind of jumping in for, like, photobomb. Yeah. 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 I like on the Megatron one, on the lower left, he put the diagnostic drone in because Megatron, Beast Wars Megatron Spark was in that for a few episodes <laughs> of Beast Machines. Yeah, there's, there's just some really fun stuff in there, too, because, like, you can see, uh, like, the purple G2 Megatron and uh, even the uh, G2 uh, bomber that never got released. Yeah, at the top. Yep. Uh huh. And then uh, even like on, on Optimus, like Optimus Minor is on the lower left. Like, and he was not technically the same character as any of those guys, but you know right. his name was Optimus, so <laughs> he made the cut. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, after that, uh, we got a couple images by William McDonald. Uh, I think these were were these posters. I'm pretty sure these were posters you could mm-hmm. buy. Like yeah, I've seen I, these before. I don't recognize them, but that, that you have a better memory for some of this stuff I'm than I do. Fairly certain, uh, maybe one of my friends had one or something. But I, I think this is like the kind of art that that is evocative to me of like, and I'm not. And I'm I'm going to sound like you know, oh, one of those dreaded gatekeepers. This this almost seems like something like someone who knows who what Transformers is, but isn't really like a big fan would put in there like nerd room to like get credit yeah it feels like if if these were posters they'd be sold at like suncoast or spencer's or you know what i mean like like just in a generic rack of posters but not anything like for people in the know it's just like for the casual like oh yeah remember that show that was rad dude turned into a truck remember that (laughs) you know they don't even know his name they're just like dude turned into a truck i'm gonna buy that poster you know like I do. I do like the the cross, like the X ray of like Megatron's fusion cannon and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, blueprints are always kind of cool, but you know, it's now, like, now we know where the energy cubes go, guys. <clears throat> energy cubes. They do. They go right there. He's got a telescopic sight. In case you didn't know, <laughs> he doesn't need to uh, beam uh, an eye beam out of his face to target anybody. Hey, no way. 
So ne- next we got a couple uh, images by a uh, Matt Cuphold, uh Generation Two Megatron, and then Machine Wars Starscream. Um, that Machine Wars Starscream, I like. That's a pretty famous, I feel like, image that's been circulating around the internet for a while. Like, mm. you know, it, I think it tells a story, like sort yeah. of, like you know, because he's got Galvatron's like severed cannon. You know, he's got a cape. I think um, a lot of people like say, "Oh yeah, like you know, Starscream's ghost possessed." Uh, Tony, who was what's Machine Wars Starscream? Was he based off of uh, Skyquake? Skyquake, that's right. Like he, they, people said, like, oh, his ghost possessed Skyquake, and he—that's how he got his like Machine Wars body. And then like he went back and like got revenge on Galvatron or something like so like, you know that's a that's a that's a fun fan fiction that someone should write or something. <laughs> I, I do like on that G two Megatron, and I give the guy like a lot of points for balls. He actually drew like the cannon as it is a spring loaded like the 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 posting. You know. Oh yeah, it looks kind of toy accurate. Yeah, sort of. Uh huh. Yeah. That's just kind of cool. I like, I like that. Um, yeah, I have seen that uh, that star screen before, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, it 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 doesn't tell a story. It, it shows you like the possibilities for a story you want to see. Yeah, you're like, like, how did he get that cannon? Like, where did he get the cape? You know, it's like it's it's yeah, all all the Megatron's. He, he took all, all the Megatron's old stuff, and you want to know how he got it. Yeah, I mean, I'm highly offended by that story, but but it it is it is uh, compelling, I suppose. I guess if you're a Starscream fanboy or fangirl, right, right, you know, right. you're like, wow, that's that's super awesome. But if you're a Galvatron like fan, then right, you're like, that yeah. would never that, happen. That would never happen. Yeah, that's I'm I'm in the that would never happen camp, despite it being an intriguing image. Yeah, if you're a Starscream fangirl, your panties are wet just looking at that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Starscream Saba, yay, yay. Well, next up, we got another pair of images by Guido Giddy, and uh, we got Preceptor versus re- the Reflector triplets, and then Galvatron rising out of the lava pit on Thrall. Like, you know, both of these are pretty like nice. Like, you know, again, Guido Giddy, like solid workhorse that he is, like never never turns in pretty like you know anything less than like you know acceptable work. I think, and most of the time, it's above average. So. These are both moody, ominous. They both have a, an atmosphere to them, so they I think they work well just based on that. Um, it's probably fun to see Reflector um, in in his uh, toy design more than the you know the Sunbow. You know they all look identical. Like this is you know more the the uh, the G one toy when he splits into the three parts and you know the little red half and the little you know, blue half and then the, the main sort of purple gray body or whatever that are going after Perceptor. So I, I think that's fun. Um, and then I really, really like the the Galvatron, you know, coming out of the lava and everything. I mean, that's it's a pretty boss image. Um, and then I, I think I tend to, like, really respond to, like, you know, I mean, I, I think that's a favorite moment of mine in Five Faces of Darkness and then seeing it kind of actualized again or reinterpreted again in a cool cool format you know like that's that's something i think really gets my juices going and so like that that i'm really you know 
captivated by or whatever like i and i just think the execution of it was was really cool yeah i i, I that galatron picture is just yeah it's just cool it's, it's, it's like I, I could expound upon it but you've already done really well it's just a really cool looking picture um the reflector versus refractor no I'm kidding um reflector <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I like that for the same reason you do, Derek. It's got like spyglass and viewfinder in it, and then that that's kind of cool. They, those guys don't really get a whole lot of love, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, as individuals, yeah. And I feel like I don't, I don't know, like a lot of people tend to like pair perceptor and reflector up as rivals because I guess because they have lenses. I guess <laughs> their whole thing is like is like I hate you why? Because you look at stuff really close up. Well, I hate you why? Because you look at stuff far away. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. like I guess it it so it sort of works out. Like it's got a, some kind of thematic like resonance to it. Yeah. Then uh, next up, another couple by Dan Kana. Uh, first, we got a group shot of the like Botcon team of wreckers, and then uh, a shot of Cryotech and his uh, little pet deployer. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but you could buy it, like because the, de- uh, the de- little deployers like came in two colors, like when they were re- released in stores. So like there was a blue I think it was one. Our crow. Yeah, Crow, I think his name was, like, with yeah. an H, yeah, so, but, uh... Yeah. <laughs> this came out after, right, it was, the, the the new records was, what, like, 2001 or something? Yeah, or? 2000, 2001, yeah. probably, uh-huh. Yeah, I that, mean, that, the, that picture was, was all over the place, too, for a hot minute, yeah. I mean, this technically is the same as some of that other stuff, it's, like, Botcon stuff that was the new hotness, like right when yeah, this coffee table book came out, and now it's kind of like a historical footnote per se. But I mean, yeah, I, I always found this interesting just because you know, of course, because Rodimus was reflected or whatever. But then you know, I, I suppose this goes back to the whole like, you know, I, I, I know Brian gave me crap when I had my commission done by Dan Kana, you know, where I had uh, Beast Machines, Cheetor, and, and Rodimus shaking hands, and he's like, well, they shouldn't be the same size, right? And I'm just like, dude, it's just, you know, thematic or whatever, like, I don't really care about the scale, but this this image in particular, m- maybe the scale's not perfect, but it does acknowledge that the the Beast characters are of a different scale than the you know, your your standard, I guess, Energon guzzlers that are archaic, right? Like, those are much larger mm. than, than Beast characters. I want to say, I could be wrong, Mike, you can correct me, obviously, but I think Skywarp was the only one who ever got made for, like, mass release, like, in just a regular toy line, because he was in the universe. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, any anyone else in that image that got made? Oh, except um, uh, the transmetal, like, pack rat was just, like, a, um, a rat yeah, trap recaller, I think, that yeah. they repurposed this pack rat, but... All the rest of them, yeah. Anyone else who was released in that image, I think, were oh no, like Spitor and Sonar were mass released too. But but, but yeah, uh, but like they they were they were already made. They were just put on the team, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh huh. Like everyone else, like that, you know, Primal Prime, like Ape Link, like you know, uh, Tigatron, like th- those were all exclusives. Yeah, RC. Yeah, uh, the first Devcon toy. 
Yeah, that they well, that, I don't. They never even made that the DefCon like at the bottom right there. Like they, oh, they, they didn't make it. They didn't make that. Okay. No, they they had a mock up like at BotCon, but they never actually like mass produced them. So yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and then just regular G one hot rod over there. Yeah, we'll have to like one one day we'll have to review those comics because they're yeah. they're kind of like funny and like retrospect yeah. where it's yeah. like you know like I, like I love how it's like like this is like the Oracle or whatever is all like you know oh the Wreckers have the more important mission or something while those Beast Machines like show characters are on some stupid like bullshit quest or something. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> This is the G1 goodness you're looking for. <laughs> and I mean, as for Cryotech, like I bought Cryotech too because I love that Transmetal 2 Megatron toy. And he looks even like, you know, this is an awesome recolor of it. Yeah, I, I also like the Cryotech's origin or whatever his his function, whatever. He's a crime boss. And that's just kind of fucking cool. Yeah, he's he his backstory is he's Megatron's mentor, basically. Like, so because they were they were all they were all criminals. They were just, yeah. Yeah, although I I suppose that also falls into the same camp as like here's our like new characters and they're way better than the like TV show characters basically. Like here's the right. dude who taught Megatron like everything he knows like. <laughs> you, like you like Megatron? Here's his dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. But good good art though. Like you yeah. Know, Kana Kana does you know his thing, but uh. Then we got um, a couple by James Reyes, like a group shot of a uh, Soundwave, Megatron, and Starscream, and a corresponding group shot of Jazz, Optimus, and Prowl. And there, there you go, Derek. That that's the one that matches up more to the back cover. Right. The the, the this is for those uh, I guess season one purists that don't don't want any season three characters in their analogous Decepticon versus Autobots parallels or whatever. And I guess both 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 teams are escaping from like chilly night or something. I guess <laughs> <laughs> they were they were eating Oliver Queen's patented super hot chili. Oh, the low road part two. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. fucking Oliver Queen. <laughs> They're both really cool and dynamic. The only thing I don't really get though is like in the Decepticon one. Like, especially on the left side, it looks like it's almost like in a fisheye lens. Everything is kind of curved in a weird way. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I it was like that. 3D. <laughs> right. I, I still think uh, Starscream's punching Megatron in the rib as he's escaping. Megatron! <laughs> it does it does kind of look like prowl's gonna try and bop optimus in the head too yeah so all right and then Soundwave's definitely getting ready to make some mean ass margaritas with that blender <laughs> <laughs> and uh next up we got a another alleged couple by oh no wait just one alleged uh drawing by pat oh actually this is one of the ones i know for sure the rc is not drawn by Pat Lee, even oh, though he took credit who, for it. Who, like I think who, it, who, who I think it's like like Edwin Garcia or one of his mm. like backup dudes like drew okay. it. But like they said, like oh Pat Lee took credit for it. Like it's you know, wow. They made they made a statue too of this RC. Maybe like, maybe that explains why it looks like a nice RC though. <laughs> yeah, 
They, there right. is a, I think Palisades made a statue of this pose, like of RC. Yeah. I re- I really like the uh, the detail, like with some of the 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 crevices. You can see like circuitry. That's really cool. Oh yeah. In fact, I think like this RC is like a you know like a minor controversy. Like the statue is she's she's like the Mary Jane in the wash basin like, mm. of Transformers or something oh. like. Why does she have a womanly pose and looks yeah, all seductive? Uh-huh. I see. <laughs> you got guys. You made her attractive. What are you doing? <laughs> By uh, James Reyes, we got a, a alternate cover to Generation One, uh, the first mini series. I remember I had this cover, uh, gatefold cover. It was much more oily. <laughs> yeah, much more reflective. Yep. And it, I mean, it's okay. Like, I think Prime and Megatron look good. I think everyone on, you know, the left is kind of squeezed in there a little, like, awkwardly. Like, like what's, what's like, look at, like, top spins all the way up. at Top spin and whirl, I think, are all the way up at the upper left, like, just flying around, like, I guess. But yeah, like, poor guy was screaming in pain for some reason. <laughs> yeah, at the bottom, bottom left, he's like, oh. Well. Megatron just blew off his balls or something by accident. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I remember no getting this because, like, I was buying every cover that there possibly was. So, like, I remember owning this cover. I think I still own it. Well, and I, I would like to definitely clarify. I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way, Mike, and probably you too, Derek. Like, you know, we we will give Pat Lee his proper criticism. But when this came out, everybody oh, was on yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, was on board. We were 100%. on board, yep. I mean, this 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 cover it, to me is reminiscent of that that kind of promo thing image that Pat Lee did for Wizard that, like Tony was alluding to earlier, that made everybody lose their shit, right? Like that went, right. you should draw Transformers like this all the time, you know, like type thing. Mm. And uh, next up, we got uh, image by uh, Marcelo <laughs> Martier. Um, and like he he would go on to be a pr- pretty decent comic book artist, but I don't think this is really his best work. Like I think Megatron looks super derpy, and I think I think this is this is like something where the concept is really fun. Like he's trying to recreate that, you know, Hoover classic Dam. Sunbow Hoover Dam. You know, Prime's got the axe. You know, Megatron's got the energy mace. But but yeah, this this might have been him biting off more than he could chew at the time, you know? Yeah, the action's not very well conveyed. It almost doesn't look like Optimus just hit him. It looks like he's, like, just holding his, you know, axe. You know, Megatron's almost like, you know, what does this mace thing do? You know? Yeah, but check out check out Optimus's leg, too. Like, that's friggin', like, yeah, deformed, kind of. But... Yeah, it's like a big building on his leg. And also, the axe, it looks more like a trident. I mean, just to be a asshole i mean it does <laughs> hmm. it's it's not successful i mean no no offense it's better than i could do again but it's it it it's you know for fan art it's fine but yeah then uh next up we got an image by uh espen uh Drundenjert. uh i don't think i pronounced that right but whatever of uh power master optimus prime uh, probably uh grundinjern yeah. grundinjern yeah Grundingern, i don't know something maybe it's it's interesting because it, it it's such a compressed image. It almost like lulls you into forgetting that it's Power Master Optimus Prime. Is that weird yeah. to say? 
Like, no, like no, I mean, no. it kind of looks like a normal Prime to me, even though I get why it's labeled Power Master Optimus yeah, Prime, mm-hmm. and there's obvious telltale signs that it is. But if you just did like a quick flip through this, you'd just be like, oh yeah, another Optimus Prime, you know? I, I, I'd say it's really successful, and you know, it doesn't really look like Power Master Optimus Prime. It does convey that like he's coiling up to like spring at you. Mm. Yeah, I guess that, that that's part of that compression that Derek mentioned. Yeah, he's kind of very coiled. Yeah, uh-huh. I, like the I do like the detail on him, but, like, I don't know, the pose is, like, not the best use of space, I guess. Yeah. Then uh, next up is uh, another by uh, Andrew uh, Froage, uh, Armada Prime versus Armada Megatron. Uh, I don't know, not much to say about this one. I guess, you know, it's fine, but... He seems to like really like to make the the character slender, and like with Armada Prime, that's that's not a good way to go because Armada Prime's a is a big beefy boy. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like some of the joints look spindly in a way, and it doesn't doesn't service the model that well. Oh, and, and Megatron's can is tiny. Look at that. Yeah, it's reedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is another alleged Pat Lee drawing. I, I actually own this poster of the Dinobots. Like, I, this is one of the ones I got. Like, but, but I, we don't have any information if he actually drew it. I mean, it kind of looks like his style, but you know, who knows? He he had all these clones running around that could draw like him. So, and uh, you know, there was no background, so there was no you know they didn't have to do any conjuring uh, to it, but. Uh, I like the concept of it. Like, I think it's a strong concept and like everyone's poses are pretty decent, but, uh, you know, it's basic Pat Lee stuff. You know, everyone's got really thick everything. (laughs) Slag looks like he's in a like special chair or something like he's a baby (laughs) or something like he's got a diaper chair or something. I don't know what what's up with that. Um, I guess I guess Grimlock's the coolest looking, right? Which I guess is by design, you know. It's 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 kind of interesting though. It's like he's like fist bumping the the viewer, like, "Hey, what up, m- m- me bro?" Like, let, let us am fist bump, you know, or whatever. Like, so that's that's kind of cool. I think, I think it's I think it's, I think it's the good. slickest like Sludge has ever looked like in his entire life, like. <laughs> Like, me sludge like sl- swipe left on sludge you know like he looks really <laughs> good you know and snarls uh, like i'm too cool for this yeah oh i gotta take a photo this is bullshit <laughs> and like swoops just in the back my hair swoop <laughs> that that is that is the one oddity right like everybody else is in their robot modes but swoop is in his pterodactyl mode i i wonder if I wonder if this would have been serviced better by having like swoop just, you know, still full wingspan, but in his robot mode. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Cause I mean, he can do that. It's not like it's impossible. I think, yeah, I think that would have looked a little bit better. Cause it's just like, yeah, you know, it looks like swoop forgot to like, you know, transform for picture day or something. I think Grimlock's Autobot symbol is misaligned. Like I think, I think it's like on the side of his chest stuff instead of in the middle of it. Like mm. you see where his Autobot symbol is. Like yeah, you're right. I think yeah, I think you're correct. Uh, yeah, but I don't yeah. know. I, I I've got some minor fondness for this one just because I own the poster. So mm. 
again, it, we're, we're looking at this like, you know, with 20 years of, uh, you know, hindsight. So. Then next, uh, we got a fairly famous uh, image by Guido Giddy, yeah. a King fighting Defensor and Superion. And I think like this is this is like a manifestation of like Predaking's fan aura, like come to life, basically. <laughs> like you know, like remember that time in the like old cartoon when Predaking owned everyone, and everyone's like, like, no, no. But like, I guess like, I you guys, when, I remember when Skylinks owned Predak. Yeah, repeatedly. Yeah, uh huh. Like every time. Yeah, that time the comics Megatron beat all the Predacons by himself. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. But I mean, this is a like friggin' badass image. Yeah, yeah, it's no. cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I I give it props just because I, I get my boy Defensor in there, and he he gets to barely show up in anything. So <laughs> he's like, no more Predaking, no more I must come to Superior. Like, Superior <laughs> <laughs> just like, whoa, buddy, calm down. <laughs> whoa. Like, no, no more jobbing, Predaking. No more jobbing. To the Skylinks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! It, it, it is a cool picture, though. It, like, uh, unlike the the previous one, where it's too close up, you get a really good sense of like how big and destructive Predaking can be. Uh. And and while I'm giving props where props are due, uh, no cannons or swords were cut out of the. Uh, yeah, the, the larger composition. Yeah, uh-huh. so that's that's very good. Yeah, they're like you drew the you drew the cannons too long. We're going to cut them off. He's like, no. <laughs> and the aerial bots are all in their proper positions on Superion for a change. Like I feel like they forget like who's supposed to be what. But air raid and skydive are supposed to be the legs, and Fireflight and slingshot are the arms. Yeah, they actually got it right on a uh, defensor too. Yeah. But, you know, not surprising. It's Guido Giddy. So, you know, not surprising that it's awesome. So, boop, boop. Right. But, uh, and then uh, next up, we got another uh, Guido Giddy, another, like, I think, image that's been passed around the internet for yep. years and years and years. This, like, this, this yeah. was a desktop wallpaper for a long ass time. Yeah. It's, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty <clears throat> sure both this and the Predaking one were like prints at a botcon, too, like at some point, too. So, but you got yeah. Soundwave and Blaster doing their like DJ battle while like, you know, all the cassettes are mingling with the crowd and, you know, just generally hanging around. No, it's, it's, it's a great image. I mean, you've got Rewind bringing Blaster a bunch of records. You got uh, Ravage bringing Soundwave a record. You got, uh, Rumble, you know, with the bass on his uh, pile drivers, you know, in the crowd of people. And, of course, Eject doesn't know what the hell's going on because some dude's, like, raving in the back of him. And the, the, uh, <laughs> He's frenzy. like, someone's grinding on me. Yeah, exactly. He's like, what? I, the icky human germs. Like, what? Um, and then uh, Frenzy is, is doing the Batusi, which is great. So, you know. Yeah, like Dave said, you've, you've got, you know, you got Frenzy, you know, with the bass on things, and you got, you know, Rumble, like, doing the Batusi. It's pretty cool. Why, why are you contradicting me? <laughs> it's clearly, it's clearly, it's clearly Rumble, because he's got the bass on the pile drivers. <laughs> don't, don't, don't observe my uh, Rumble is blue, Frenzy is red, authority. <laughs> oh, I, well, it, you, you are probably correct for the image, because Rumble does have his pile drivers. Yeah, usually um, the pile drivers are associated with Rumble, but 
but no, it, it, all, all joking aside, no, this is the, the it's it's really rare in Transformers, and it, it seems kind of strange to say it, but there's not like a lot of fun images. You know, usually it's battles and or badass poses, but this is just fucking fun. It's really cool. Yeah, I, I really I, like this image. I, I know I bag on season two all the time, but like this is probably like the climax of like the goofiest, like coolest season two episode ever where they're like, let us decide this over like DJ Battle Blaster. And he's like, right on, Soundwave. I will out DJ your ass, you know, whatever. And like, that's how the episode ends with everybody like trying to out DJ everybody. And by the end of it, Megatron's like, you agreed to what? (laughs) (laughs) Megatron, I had to drop the birth. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, then next up, we got allegedly another couple images by Pat Lee, uh, a couple of famous ones. I think these were uh, I forgot what these these were like promo images for like the first Dreamwave miniseries, wasn't it? I feel like these were. Yeah, either promo or maybe there was like box art involved or something. I mean, they seem really familiar. Yeah, I've I've seen these a lot. I think it's weird that they're both kneeling. Like it's like Pat yeah. Lee didn't want to draw like two legs for like either of them, mm. but I, I will say that that Megatron really does look good though. Or I'll, I'll give credit to whoever who deserves it. It it looks good. Like the the shadowing really helps, and and yeah, he's kneeling, but it, it's almost like he's not kneeling to anyone. He's like getting down to be like you kneel to me, kind of almost. You know, I don't know. No, something don't... something looks goofy with the the fusion cannon and prime's rifle to me but um yeah like, prime's prime's rifle looks a little too like fat and stout i guess like but. and it's like it's like they tried to make it too stumpy so it would actually fit in the frame whereas like i think the megatron fusion cannon they made it like fit just into the frame and i'm like that could have been maybe a little shorter maybe i don't know but yeah, if Pat Lee did draw these, I mean, he clearly put, he probably, like, you know, this is probably when they first got the license, so he was probably trying his very best to make it look good. But if he did draw these, and, you know, for real. But but uh, then we got uh, um, something by uh, Eric J. Sibenaler. Uh, it's probably Sibenaler. Sibenaler, yeah, I don't know. And it's a uh, hot shot and wheeljack from Armada. I mean, as and, far as I know, this dude like did a bunch of like toy designs later. Yeah, for he Hasbro, was he right? worked for Hasbro. Yep. But uh, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's probably more of a concept artist or something. But I mean, I, I was I was like, should I like pick on this because it looks like it may have been drawn by like a kid. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean. There's something really charming about it. I, I really like Wheeljack's like, no! <laughs> like, pose. Yeah, he's, well, it's like Hotshot is giving him his, like, scar across his symbol yeah. or whatever, so I guess that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, it, it is fun. I'll give it that. And Hotshot does have the appropriate, like, you know, badass pose, you know, with a sword. <laughs> oh, he also has the thing that I can never do. I can never get his engine to connect to his chest right. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. it kind of falls out of place, yep. 
Then uh, next up, we got something by uh, Aaron Archer. So this must be like Hasbro employees or something like doing stuff. And like it's some profile like headshots of Armada, Megatron, Starscream, Tidal Wave, and Unicron. I think Starscream looks a little like bad, like his head's too big or his body's too small or something. Tidal Wave. (laughs) (laughs) I I think like Tidal Wave is like, he's got like this like kind of head tilt like, what? (laughs) Tidal Wave. No, I mean, yeah, they're they're clearly the Armada versions of the characters. This kind of reads like, you know what this reminds me of is when people do these like jam commission pieces and they just set aside little squares for themselves and then they go around to different artists and try to get them to draw, you know, different Spider-Man villains on a little square or whatever. So there's something about this that, you know, even though it's all the same artist, like it's just kind of like, oh, look, it's like Armada bad guys but like done in a Brady Bunch grid or something there's something about it that's just kind of like oh okay that's how we came came to be known as the Armada Bunch the Armada Bunch Bunch. Tidal Wave the Armada Bunch Tidal Wave it is kind of funny that Megatron and Unicron are like kind of the neck up in like Tidal Tidal Wave and uh, Starscream chest chest full kind of yeah yeah yeah, like I said, though, like Starscream's body is way too small, I feel like, to compared to his head. But, well, nice to see you old Orson contribute to this project, though. I think this is the very last piece. Uh, yeah, is yeah. Uh, Dan Kana uh, doing Fortress Maximus, and uh, it's pretty sweet. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, you know, this, is, really this is like, you know, box, again, box art worthy, you know, mm-hmm. image. Yeah, no, it, that that's really cool. It's it's it looks very toy accurate. Um, I've never owned one, um, <laughs> but uh, but no, like yeah, I, I dig that, and, and I, I like like I like the fact that his pose, even though he's not doing a whole lot, it really kind of conveys like the uh, stolidness of like Fortress Maximus. He's not like a he's not really like a really like well known guy for being like very actiony. He's 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 mostly known for being like you know, for to me anyway. I don't know about you guys. Probably probably you might because you did read the G one comics a lot. Probably G one. He was always like agonizing over shit. I think it kind of reminds me of like headmasters, like anime Fortress Maximus, just because of the you know the head horns are a little more like exaggerated, maybe. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, I think that's it. Like, there's a page of thanks by uh, the dude who put this together. Uh, Sebastian Cleve, I think. And uh, I guess him and Hasbro parted on very bad terms, according to the wiki, because he was unable to, like, pay the people, you know, that needed to be paid. And they were unable to fulfill the contract they had with Hasbro. So I think there were some lawsuits, like, thrown back and forth. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, at least at the very least, he got this book out. So, I mean, and, you know, me and Derek own it. So, like, I mean... You know, I'm glad to have owned. Uh, I'm glad to own it at least. Our boy Jim Valentino gets a uh, credit in the the thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's because he was the the publisher of Image Comics at the time. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh huh. He was in charge at 2003. Well, I, I could say as someone who's never looked at this before, that that, that was pretty cool. There, there was a lot of stuff that I was familiar with from, like I said, the internet and seeing it around. But there, there's definitely some stuff I'd never seen before. That's that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
like I know I liked it. I'm glad Derek suggested this and like that it unlocked like memories for me, like from you know 2003 or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely kind of brings brings you back to that time, I guess. Yeah. So if you can find a copy of Transformers Genesis, the Art of the Transformers, like on eBay, uh, it might be worth uh, you know 30 bucks or so. But I think you can pretty much find all the art in this like online, probably. Like, but. I mean, it does make for a good coffee table book, for, I think. Genesis allowed is not. It's forbidden. Look, my backwards friend. Genesis may be forbidden, but I'm damn well. Well, Derek, why don't you do our usual spiel? If you guys have any comments, questions, and or concerns, if you want to tell us what your favorite piece in Genesis, the art of Transformers, was, send us emails at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. We can be also found on our blogspot, fanholspodcast.blogspot.com, where you can direct download all episodes of Transformers Tuesdays, in addition to all our other shows. We can be streamed. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And we're on all kinds of social media. I'm going to have to change this now, too, guys. We're on all kinds of social media. We're on... X, <laughs> Tumblr, <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, and we appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and re-Xs that we receive. So <laughs> until the next time, uh, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. Re-Xs. <laughs> it's Mike signing off. Oh, Megatron ripped my head off. Uh. <laughs> And this is Tony, a clever line here. got this crazy analog thing in my lap yeah i should have grabbed my copy but i strangely strange feeling analog thing called a book a book book genesis <laughs>